0: Welcome to First and Fifteen, the only podcast that's trying to get you paid. I'm here with two-time FFPC champion, A.B. I'm also here with our Dynasty guru, Dio the Machine. Guys, this is a special episode this week. This is our one and only draft episode. We get a chance to watch the champ do it live. Mm -hmm. At least it's live for us. Listen, I hope you guys really enjoy this because we get a chance to see... What his mind thinks like, and we actually go inside the war room. So, this is our draft episode.
1: All right, we're about to log in. We literally do not know our uh, draft slot, and,
2: and the F- draft F- just started. Yeah, so, calling me look, right they're calling him right now. Like, where are you at? <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm uh, logging in right now. I'm logging in right now, I promise. Live I
2: promise and in that. effect. All right, all right, so we are in. We got the first <laughs> pick. The I first pick, of y'all. course. I told I y'all it was gonna be the it. first pick. Gotta love it. All right. So. It was gonna be the first pick. So.
1: All right. So, uh, not much debate there. I'm,
2: I, I mean, if wait. You have, if you got well, okay, okay. uh, right, okay. no, okay. I'm playing. <laughs> C Mac, easy. Yeah. C Mac. C Mac uh, is the consensus number one. I mean, I've seen some some Kelsey, maybe a. Maybe maybe Dabbing a cook. A cook earlier, yeah. But come on, people. It's C Mac. Yeah, this, C-Mac. this is
1: one of those situations, again, where I just, you know, I'm really trying not to play any type of games. I mean, you get the number one overall. Right. Don't think about it too hard. Yeah. Unless you drafted 10 times and you have, you know, 10 number one overall picks and you want to try to diversify a bit, you know, maybe. Even but still, man,
2: I would still just take C Mac. Nah. I
1: mean, I understand yeah. it. And, and even with that being said, it's not, you know, to me, it would not be unfathomable if he, didn't, if he wasn't the overall
2: number one at the end of the year. Oh, of course. So, of course. But, you know. But this is a game of probability. Exactly. And the pro- exactly. probability is exactly. he's going to smash like exactly. he smashed yeah. in the past when exactly. he was healthy. Even last year when he was healthy, those few games, he was smashing. Absolutely. Yeah. You Absolutely. know, so. Absolutely. But anyway, the number two pick, Dalvin went. Alvin went number three. Kelsey went number four. So it's been pretty standard. I guess you can maybe say Kelsey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A little I think bit. Uh, if you're
1: in the fourth spot and, and Kelsey falls there, that's always nice. Uh, and then with the fifth pick, uh, Derek Henry goes. So I want to talk about, you know, you know drafting at the ends. You know, uh, you know obviously you end up with that number one pick. It's, great, it's a great and easy start, and then you basically just kind of take whatever comes with you. But there's always the question of, you know, how do you build around that? Mm-hmm. And early in the draft season, we were kind of, to some degree, joking about the CMC trap. You know, when you have CMC, CMC on your team, it's never really a trap, obviously. But, the uh, you know, the common bill was to go CMC and then, like, receivers, the year, wide receivers. Mm-hmm. And, again, we talked about how that's not at all a bad bill, but you can, you know, try and be creative. Uh, definitely there's some uh, variations in the wide receivers that go, in that uh, you know, at that range. Uh, especially early on. I think I have a CMC, DeAndre Hopkins, and Calvin Ridley bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... You know, when you draft early, you know, it's a good and bad thing because, you, you know, you find value in certain areas, but then you aren't necessarily aware or fully, you know, knowledgeable, you know, yeah. at, at other parts of the draft. It's always a learning process. And even right now, uh, entering uh, September, one week away from uh, season opener, uh, we're still learning. So, so real quick. Yeah.
2: So I'm looking at the way the draft is going now. For a while, in most drafts, Tyreek Hill was the number one receiver being taken, Um as y'all can see, lately, Devontae Adams is starting to threaten. In this draft specifically, Adams was taken before Tyreek. Um, and then Aaron Jones, and, and we've talked about the Packers on the pod a few times um, before the Aaron Rodgers news was solidified. Um, Aaron Jones was going in the second. I've seen him go in the third. In this draft, he's being taken. He's ninth overall. So you can kind of see how far up Aaron Jones has kind of came um, now that we know Rodgers is in the mix, so... You know, interesting, yeah. fun draft. We don't really know how it's going to go. I don't even think we looked at how many badges are in this draft, yeah, did
1: we? Yeah, you want to you check and see how many badges Well, my, my screen is okay, being recorded, so yeah, you can check on yours. Let me check and see how many badges in the draft. Re- so, go, oh, Sorry, going back to Aaron Jones real quick. We talked about it earlier, you yeah. know, where he was kind of in the mid-second, late-second to, kind of, to start off uh, most drafts early on, you know, back in June, and then even uh, certain parts of July, and we weren't necessarily, you know, on him. But then once you know, we were starting to get worried about whether Aaron Rodgers was returning back to Green Bay, we started to see that fall happen. Mm-hmm. And immediately when we saw that, we, you know, at least I was just you know, ready to try and draft so I could take advantage of some late-round Aaron Jones. I kept talking about, you know, I really want to get a bill where I can get uh, you know, a third-round share of Aaron Jones because I just think this is going to be so unique. Uh, and I got a couple of late round second shares, uh, but uh, getting that elusive third round chair was tough. So,
2: an uh, interesting guy right now that was just drafted is um, Eckler. Um, Eckler's been like, I, I think we talked about him on the pod at one point, how he's kind of been the hot button type guy. I think he's this year's Miles Sanders from last year, mm-hmm. where um, we've seen him go as high as the third pick, maybe even the second in one draft. Um, we in, in the early draft season, we've seen him going in the second round. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, he's kind of all over the place. I think he's the one that has maybe the widest range mm-hmm. of, of spots. Maybe it's Mixon, because I haven't seen Mixon go in the first in I a while. I not seen that. That is so wild. Man, uh, yeah. We kind of just ignored that, that. I was about, about to bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> we so, kind of ignored that. So, so, we went,
1: so uh, Austin, you know, or Aaron Jones went at 9. Austin Eckler went at 10. And then mm-hmm. out of the 11th spot, I have not seen Joe Mixon go this Somebody time. Somebody
2: likes Bengals. Yeah.
0: And, and and actually, I've been seeing Saquon kind of creep into the second so to see him still back into the first, oh, man.
2: people really that's don't know where to go with a Saquon right now. It's, it's yeah, you like. either like him or you don't. Oh, you yeah. end
1: up in a draft where there are a lot of people who just want to avoid the injury. Then he really falls, and we saw yesterday he fell to the 2
2: back, 12, in back end of the No, 211, two eleven. 11 Because C-Mac went the second yeah, pick. So a was, team got C-Mac at the second pick, and then they got Barkley at the 11th pick in the, in the yeah, second round. And then
1: so. C-H in the third, which uh, yeah. I don't necessarily know. I mean, once I start off – if I start off like that, I'm, I'm probably going to hand wide receivers uh, for, you know – I like CEH
2: though, so I, 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 I like – I, I, I like I mean, obviously C-H. you're going to like having C-Mac. Yeah.
1: But I think that team, that team actually, they ended up drafting, uh, I want to say Edmonds at one point. Chase up, Edmonds? Chase Edmonds in the sixth round. And I remember, like, I literally – this draft board just like you – know, <laughs> it's just like imprinted in my memory because he was so close to getting Brandon IU. Oh, really? He like, yeah, he was yeah. like a pick away from. So he could have just had a monstrous start because I think he also had Adam Thielen and uh, another wide receiver in that tier. I can't. can't Speaking of
2: receivers, Diggs also was a guy I saw being in the in the back end of the first yeah. for a while. Yeah. So I don't know if he's starting to fall a little bit or just the fact that other guys have gone up. Yeah. And he's kind of come back, and that's one thing I always like to to bring up. When people talk about guys that are reaches or guys that are values, when, when a guy is being drafted higher than he usually is, all that means is guys that were taken higher are now going to be taken yeah. a lot lower. But at the end of the day, people, like right here, Diggs is taking, what, 203?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Diggs was probably taking 110 before, but then Eckler was taking yeah. 203. So it's the same Yeah type this, combination yeah
1: and so you know just to kind of you know, you know let, let everyone know uh again we encourage you all to watch the youtube version we had the live board up and you know a lot of this will just uh, be a lot easier to follow but so at the 112 Saquon goes uh at the uh, 201 Jonathan Taylor then Nick Chubb followed by Stefan Diggs then followed by Darren Waller I haven't seen him fall that far into the second round mm-hmm. recently then Calvin Ridley then Najee Harris so you know, even though these players are maybe going, you know, a slight past ADP or a little bit ahead of ADP, in all honesty, it, it really doesn't matter. You know, when I look at this back round through the first two rounds, you whether you take one guy in the first round versus, a, you know, another guy in the second round, in the end, it, it to me, it makes, you know, not a lot of difference. Right. Especially when you look at drafts that occurred back in June and July. Some of these guys that were going in the first were going in the second now. Now some of the guys that are going in the second are going in the first. Right. Like we talk about it. It's almost always a rearranging of the board. Just yeah. a just a yeah. shuffling of the yeah. deck. Yeah. So, so
2: real quick, while we're and and by the way, DK Metcalf just went. Um, you know, you're five picks away. What, yep. what are you looking at?
1: So, when I when I get about four or five picks away, this is when I like to load the queue. That way, I'm not surprised, not shocked, not concerned, not flustered about you know who I want to pick. And so, I'll put you know about six guys in the queue if I'm four picks away or so. And then try and do my best to, to rank those guys.
2: Okay, I'm going to tell y'all who he's putting in the queue right now. Like, yeah. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> Show us the queue. He has <laughs> us the queue. Hopkins, Justin Jefferson, A.J. Brown, and C.H. He, he, uh, he had – oh, Kittle as well. Hopkins just went, so he just yeah. got removed. And then he lastly added a Keenan Allen. Is this your order or this is just this guys in your this queue? This is just guys okay. in your queue. Okay, so it's not an order, team. but those are the guys he has. So,
1: ideally, yeah. ideally, what I would like to happen is I'd like to get George Kittle and I'd like to get Justin Jefferson. So CEH just went. I love that. I love that. Uh, you know, I wouldn't mind a Justin Jefferson, Keenan Allen type build or Justin Jefferson- I love Keenan and Allen this year. Uh, these three wide receivers, you know, you can't go wrong. I'm, the only reason I'm considering tight end here, and this is where it kind of comes down to understanding ADP. I know based on the current ADP from
0: this one spot, uh, Kittle just went. So. Oh never mind that. Yeah. So. All right. So just to recap for the audience, yeah. we have Kittle who just went. Ceh is off the board. Hopkins before that. Antonio Gibson. Who are you taking?
2: You got three wide receivers in your queue. Yeah, so. I got three
0: wide receivers. I'm
2: assuming you're taking two wide receivers, right? I'm here. taking two wide receivers.
1: Uh, okay. And, and and I already know who I'm taking, but I just I want to speak a little bit and give us a little time. Wait, so, can
2: I see the running back before you pick your receiver just yeah. to see who you're skipping? And yeah, and that's a good thing. That's an important thing. Yeah, I try to I
1: try to avoid looking at. You know, specific positions because they lose sight of what's on the board. So what I was, you know, what I was saying earlier, you know, I was hoping the reason I was hoping George Kidder would fall to me is because knowing what I know about the the tight ends that are going to be available there, you know, at four or five, likely Andrews, Hawkinson and Pitts are going to be gone.
2: Andrews might fall to you. Mm.
1: If Andrews falls to me, to me, that would be perfect.
2: So he just went Justin Jefferson at the two twelve.
1: And if you, if you haven't heard me before, I, I'm really falling in love with Justin Jefferson. Them losing Herb Smith, you know, an, another significant passing target. Mm-hmm. Obviously, uh, Rudolph is gone. Tyler Conklin. I'm sorry, I'm yeah. sorry. I don't know. I was,
2: I was flustered. I don't know what was <laughs> going on <laughs> right there. <laughs> but, uh, you
1: know, I was already on Justin Jefferson. I really, actually, I love him in the same tier as uh, the, the uh, Metcast. Etc. Thirty a, thirty seconds. He's he's an ascending ascending, uh, you know, a wide receiver, and, and someone definitely I want to uh, you know have a good amount of shares on. So this next pick wasn't honestly too hard for me. Uh, I went with AJ Brown. Yeah, I was gonna say that's why like you
2: know that's why guys like <laughs> please I was, I was like, sitting over like why like, isn't AJ <laughs> Brown doing
0: yeah, in yeah. this discussion
1: and, <laughs> and, and no and, and there are a lot of. There going to be a lot of CMC, Justin Jefferson, AJ Brown builds, mm. but I don't care. I don't necessarily care so much about diversifying because I know in the back half of the draft I'll be able to do so. Mm. And as Dale likes to mention, drafting is such a—I don't even want to say a small aspect. Obviously, you know, to, you know whatever the next tier bus small is, you know, in-season management is so. Key. Drafting is it's like so the orientation. Important. It's like yeah. when you
2: go when you get the syllabus in class. It's like, the formality. Yeah, like that's exactly. what you called it before. It's the formality. Yeah, so. Yeah, so.
1: So, that, so I think you know I'm I'm happy with the start thus far. CMC, Justin Jefferson, AJ Brown.
0: Now, now with Amari Cooper being banged up, of course we don't expect him to miss a significant time. Why not go CD Lamb there if we are expecting this Cowboys offense to explode, especially because we don't expect that defense to be much better. Why not go CD Lamb there?
1: You know, this just to me, there's too many mouths to feed. I don't want to say too many mouths to feed because uh, they can potentially feed them all, but. There's still too many miles of feed uh, mm-hmm. in Dallas, uh, so mm-hmm. I think CD's you know more than you know adequate, or or I think his ADP is more than justified where where it currently is. But when I think about guys who could potentially finish as the number one overall wide receiver, mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson is well in that range. Okay, he's well in that range. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could just get force-fed targets. Because imagine, you know, we know that Adam Thielen is aging. So mm-hmm. what if Adam Thielen gets hurt? Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, so yeah. Justin Jefferson could easily finish number like, He's them. gonna be their only
2: option at that point.
1: And, I, and I'm almost to the point where, given the offense, uh the continuity that Justin Jefferson is in right now with the OC, with the quarterback, et cetera, I'm almost to the point where there's not really much of a difference between him and Calvin Ridley to me. I know everyone mm-hmm. is Calvin Ridley's, you know, darling child, but yeah, I don't see much of a difference
2: there. So uh, Chris, yeah. you want to do a recap of the yeah. guy that were just picked?
0: Yeah, so to start the third round, obviously, A.B. took A.J. Brown. Uh, C.D. Lamb um, is coming right after, uh, in that second slot, Keenan Allen, then Chris Carson, and Allen Robinson. I'm surprised to see Chris Carson go at the front end of the third. I personally like to get him towards the back end of the third if I'm one of those back end players. Um, uh, drafters, What do you think about drafting Chris Carson at the number four position in the third round?
1: You know, I'm a Chris Carson mark, I think, because I, really, <laughs> I really like Chris Carson. I, don't never, I, I never draft him a, ahead of ADP. There's just no that's what I was going to say. Him.
2: Do you like Chris Carson, or do you just like where we were getting him? Because we were getting I, him in the fourth I, round. I, mm-hmm. I do for, like Chris uh, Carson. Okay. I
1: don't think he's anyone that's going to explode onto the scene as an overall you know, top five uh, running back, but I don't think you need that. You can you can have these steady eddy guys that give you good to uh above average production mm-hmm. and win you don't have to be taking these wild large swings you know uh, trying to avoid the guys that we consider bland and mundane and vanilla mm. some of these guys are needed you know right. I, you know I think the first the first uh the first time I won the uh uh football guys two years ago. I had <laughs> a guy like Allen Robinson, mm-hmm. you know? and we
2: all like Allen Robinson, but nobody loved. People were on. Right, we were right. all on Allen Robinson. Yeah, we were. On yeah. Alan we were, Robinson, yeah. So, um. No, I'm sorry to interrupt yeah. you, but real quick, I'm just looking at the way the board is going right now. One thing that's kind of stuck out to me, mm-hmm. I don't see any extreme like wide receiver, like zero running back builds. Hmm. Everybody seems to have gotten at least one running back. So everybody wants at least an anchor. You have some teams that have gotten two. We're, we're not finished with the third round, so yeah. there might be a couple teams that might get three running backs. We'll, we'll yeah. see. Um, but it looks like everybody right now is having an even kill draft. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're not this really... isn't one of those crazy boards. Right. right. And honestly,
1: right. honestly, and we just saw Patrick Mahomes go off uh, at uh, pick 310, I think as you start drafting, especially this, these last few days leading up until the kickoff of the NFL season, there's going to be an influx of new blood. And I think the new blood is going to be more hesitant uh, to draft a zero RB build. Mm-hmm, right. So I think we're going to see a lot more balance building. So if you're someone who's not a fan of having you know, multiple zero RB drafters in your, you know, in your actual league uh, because you're, you, know, you just don't like the way the board uh, shifts, then now's the time to draft. Now's mm-hmm. the time to sort of kind of take advantage of that. And like Dale mentioned, understanding that is important. Uh, because when it comes back around to me, I need to understand, okay what running backs are potentially going to be available to me mm-hmm. now it 's always unpredictable. you never know what the person's going to do, but you can to some degree guess to the best of your you know, the best of your capabilities and try and you know use that uh, as far as deciding who you 're going to pick in a, in a given round
2: right, right. you want to do a recap with the rest of this
0: yeah so so I really want to start with t j Hawk going at the um, going uh at the six hole. TJ Hawk going above uh, Pitts. I know that we talked about uh, Hawk and Pitts. Um, Pitts is still on the board right now. Mm -hmm. Do you think that uh, TJ Hawk should go this high in the third round? Do you really see him being that type of tight end to
2: warrant a third round draft pick? Y'all know me. I like Hawk, Mm -hmm. but I think this is a little high. I do think it's a little high. I don't know if it's due to where his ADP is at. So, people just kind of felt like that's where they needed to take him. But value-wise, I do think that's a little bit of a reach. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
1: And we're in the fourth round, and we have not seen Pits go. Jay. No right. Pits, yeah. So, this is what I would like to see happen for me personally. Because we talked about, you know, uh, if I could potentially get a Mark Andrews. What's going to need to happen is we're going to need, you know, teams to not double up on tight ends. Mm-hmm. And if we can get past this 404 you know, so this the guy in the nine spot has Darren Waller. We can get past that, and then have Pitts maybe fall just a tad bit further. What that may do is that may push Mark Andrews, because then I only have to deal with you know three to four teams saying no. They need you know, tight Yeah, they don't need to tie it in.
2: The fact that he's falling this far, it makes me feel like these players in this in this draft aren't really sold on Pitts, because hmm. he's the type of guy where it's like the believers believe in him, like he's going to have almost a historic season. Yeah. Um,
1: and here we see again a fourth round uh, DeAndre Swift. And I really, honestly, I wanted a uh, later round pick. I'm, I'm not complaining. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, you asked me, you know, I, I want the number one. But if I didn't get the number one, that later round pick uh, was really what I was uh, hoping for. And so I love the fact that uh, James Robinson is now going in the fourth. Uh, I hope that we see. Uh, Gus Edwards yeah. Going to fourth mm-hmm. Because that pushes Other guys back down Darrell forward. Henderson mm-hmm. Going in the mm-hmm. fourth yeah.
2: So once again Just to Look at the board Because I'm always Just looking at the board We're still seeing Like even teams
3: mm-hmm.
2: No team has Three running backs No team has Three wide receivers Everybody's even You know mm-hmm. Um when you look at a boy like this, if you want to go extreme, and kind of what Abby was alluding to as far as new blood, when people come in um, to these leagues and they're probably going to maybe have one or two or three teams, they're not going to do too many extreme teams. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're going to try to keep it safe because it's like their one lotto ticket. Yeah. You know, so um, if you are a type of person that does like to go extreme, and, and extreme is one of the ways you win. Sometimes you have to go... You have to zig when everybody's zagging mm-hmm. to get that top prize. Um, this might be some of the best times to, to get in these drafts, you know, because you can really take advantage of this.
0: Now, is it surprising that normally when Patrick Mahomes go, we see Josh Allen go after that, then maybe the next round we'll see Kyler Murray? Are you guys surprised to not see another quarterback go within, what, the next six picks? Or, or would you expect Josh Allen to go sometime? Well, well there he just went,
2: actually. Yeah, okay, yeah, there we and,
1: go. And again, to me, this is a room. Oh, yeah, so getting back to how many badges. Let's see.
0: I think there's two other badges. Uh,
1: yeah. yeah, so including myself, there are two, uh, three other badges. Three other badges. So three badges out of 12. Four. Uh, four. Four out of 12, including myself. So I love seeing Josh Allen go there. Uh, I actually like seeing Chris Godwin. That's always a tough decision for me, uh, a tough pick for me in, in, in the top four rounds. In someone like a Chris Godwin, understanding the weapons that they have mm-hmm. in Tampa Bay. But you know Josh Allen would have been someone that I may have considered, uh, just again where I would have wanted just to try and maybe take advantage of a room that may have guys who just haven't drafted as many teams, maybe potentially uh, a bit inexperienced, maybe more comfortable with the balance approach. Because then I feel a little bit more comfortable in, in terms of being able to build my team also in the later rounds. And so I may have taken a shot at Josh Allen there. So now, again, now we're looking here. So
2: Pitch just went. Pitch just So went. You're, you're coming up in about four picks. Yeah. So, so you're I'm thinking you're going you're gonna to target Andrews if he falls, and I don't want to jinx it, but... You just did. He went? No, I'm just saying. But, he, <laughs> he was here.
1: but even if he doesn't, uh, we got some guys here. We got plenty of guys here that we could uh, potentially go. So.
2: All right, so I'm going to give y'all... The insider scoop on the queue. So, he's putting in Deontay. Deontay's in there. Miles Sanders is in there, and Andrews is in there. And we're coming up on the four twelve for his pick. So,
0: now it. Well, I don't want to speak it into existence, but let's assume that Miles, uh, that that Andrews isn't there. If Andrews isn't there, then are you going Miles Sanders? Are you picking up your second running back, or are you going to go Deontay? He just added Ayuk,
2: by the way. But go ahead.
1: Yeah, so Miles Sanders is definitely someone that I think uh, people uh, love to hate. They've been, he's a very polarizing player because at points last year he was going well into the uh, mid at, at points in the top end, you know, top three or four of the first round. You're talking about from Miles 2020 Sanders, or yeah. 2019?
2: Yeah. So 2020. Yeah. I was seeing him go as high as like the second pick. Yeah. No. Oh, wow. so, second, third pick. So, so. so
1: to see him now kind of fall to the fifth round is is. is is uh, definitely kind of eye-opening, and we see it uh, fairly often. So, fourth round. Fourth round. Fourth, well, no, I mean, I've seen him.
2: I've seen him in the I have a fifth so round. In general. Yeah. One thing about Miles Sanders that we also want to take into consideration. Damn. Andrew just um oh, Andrew's uh, Miles Sanders, a big knock I had against Miles Sanders was all the other options that the Eagles had mm-hmm. in the running back backfield. But they got rid of Jordan Howard. They, big. Um, that big. Yeah, that was Boston. big. They got rid of, um, who's another – had another, another little quick guy, I believe. But anyway, all they have now is Boston, Boston Scott, Scott. Mm-hmm. and the, the the rookie Gainwell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, if you if you look at it, Miles Sanders is actually the biggest back there. So if we were to call somebody the goal line back, I would think it would be Miles Sanders. It's crazy that Miles Sanders is a goal line back. Uh,
0: Miles and speaking about it, it, yeah, Miles uh, Sanders is
1: gone. But you know, you know, it's it's not a terrible thing uh, because right now, what I can do with this team is just really, you know, this is a true. Uh, value-based draft right now. Where literally all I've done is, you know, at least based off of my rankings, based off of my projections, I've taken the the best players on the board that were available to me, and I'm going to continue going down that route. So th- with the next pick, this is a guy that I love. He's one of my highest on wide receivers, Deontay Johnson. Uh, and, and we
2: spoke about him on the pod last week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We spoke about him about the guy uh, against the guy that I think you're about to draft next, maybe. So you yeah. might get both, or who are you going to go? You know, I'm questioning now. So now, you know, we've got to get
1: to the point where I'm trying to decide uh, on my build, right. okay? I, and, and what I'm doing is going through this process of if I take a running back here, what does that mean? What's going to be available to me, you know, when it comes back to me in about 23 to 24 picks? If I take a QB and I, you know, really try and go for, you know, grabbing one of these high upside guys, what's going to be available to me? And if I take a QB will there be a QB that falls to me that I'm comfortable with and that I think may be able to either equally perform or outperform somebody I'm willing to take now? So really right now it's all based off of a roster construction standpoint. And so what I'm going to do right now is take my boy. It was gonna be hard. All that talking. <laughs> <laughs> all that talking, he's still with me. <laughs> so who Brandon Ayuk. So
2: so real quick, oh go ahead and recap Abby's team if you yeah. want. All right, all
0: right. So at this point, we got Christian McCaffrey, Justin Jefferson, AJ Brown, Deontay Johnson, Brandon Ayuk. We only have one running back, and that's surprising to me because you like to build your teams around running backs yeah. and really stack running backs. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, no. Explain. So, explain yeah. yourself. So
1: when I say I like to stack running backs, I like to stack good elite running backs. Okay. So if I'm like drafting, and in most and usually this occurs, you know, with picks for me two through five and picks nine through twelve, meaning that towards the back end, we all know that I love Saquon, mm-hmm. and so I'm seeing we're seeing Saquon routinely routine, routinely fall to the second. Mm-hmm. So I know if I end up with a pick ten through twelve. I'm going to pass on Saquon with the hope of getting that value in the second round. Mm-hmm. So that means in that first round, I'm looking at guys like Austin Eckler, Zeke, if he falls to me. Uh, I, I am willing to even take Najee Harris up there. I'm not really? taking Joe Mixon in, in that round. Potentially, I may consider Aaron Jones, but really not likely. Devontae Adams and Tyree Killer rarely fall into 10, 11, and 12 these days. If those guys are there, I'm definitely taking them over all of those running backs, but... Usually I'm going with one of those Austin Eckler, Zeke Elliott type builds. And then grabbing me another running back, either Saquon Barkley, Najee Harris, or Antonio Gibson.
0: Mm-hmm. Dio, are you surprised to see – I want to go back up to the first round because we didn't talk about Aaron Jones now going in the first round. Yeah, I, I spoke we first, on it a little bit. When we first started drafting, we didn't see him go – Nearly that high, right. considering that they just lost
2: their left tackle. Is it surprising to you that about, he's actually but, creeping up? Valid point. Malahari, is that what his name is? Baktihari. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that is a good point. That's, that's actually a and that, that's that's one point. Another point is I, I do think they're probably going to utilize Dylan a, a fair amount more this mm-hmm. season. And that's the main reason why oh. I'm not. Because if you remember last
1: year, and this is what I try to I try I, I love recalling what the field and what the sort of kind of group consensus thought was the year prior, because it changes year to year. And that's, and that's to some degree how I end up on certain value because guys, you know, people will really run with the narrative and you're go, if you're going down the wrong route, if your GPS is off, you know, then it can really hurt, you know, how you value a certain player. It can really, you know, put you off of a player that can really exceed. So with Aaron Jones last year, the, people were very concerned about AJ Dillon. Mm-hmm. And that's why he was always going in the second round.
2: Because he was a second-round pick. A.J. Dillon was a yeah, second-round exactly. pick in the draft. So they about They would think Dillon. he was going to steal his job or steal his work, at least. Yeah. So.
1: And so this year, I have way more A.J. Dillon than I do Aaron Jones. Mm. Because I think, you know, him going into the second year, and all it took was that one game last year. And I love where A.J. Dillon is going because, to me, he has that league-winning upside ability. Remember, Aaron Jones almost misses multiple games Every year. Every Every year. year, Okay? And the Packers play outdoors in Green Bay. Yeah. What do you think they're going to want to do when it's cold outside? Run the ball. They're going to want to give it to that big boy. And Mm -hmm. guess who's going to be back by that time? Their left tackle. Yeah. Yeah. So, I really think that A.J. Dillon is someone who is just, you know, to me – Everyone is, you know, on the sort of kind of Tony Pollard train. And, when, and, I, and I get that to some degree. You know, they did just sign Corey Clement, okay? He just looked good in the preseason. Don't just completely ignore that. But everyone's on the Tony Pollard train. I like waiting to get in that A.J. Dillon. Because you also get potential standalone value.
0: Because,
1: mm-hmm. I mean, is it, it's not out of the realm of possibility that he just gets, you know, the majority of the goal
3: line carries as well. Yeah.
0: And now, and now, what about Javante Williams Fifth round, Javante Williams goes in, in the second hole. He goes above Mike Davis, who's a starting running back. Javante Williams is not even a starting running back on his team. Is Javante going ridiculously high? Like, would you condone? I don't him? like it
1: on this build. So to me, it, it's dependent on the team. If this mm-hmm. was a team that went zero RB, or maybe you started off with a tight end, or maybe you just had one running back and you know and, and three wide receivers prior to this. You know, maybe it, it would be a better, you know, pick for that team, that kind of high upside. But you already you have Dalvin Cook, you have Miles Sanders, and now you have Javante Williams, and you're passing, it's it's not just that you picked Javante Williams, it's what you passed on. Mm-hmm. What people need to understand is come week one, think put yourself in this mindset. When you're setting your lineup week one, you need to be able to go through your team and say, I'm starting this player, this player, this player, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Two running backs, two wide receivers, two flex, and a tight end. And if you can't comfortably build a starting lineup, then you have not drafted appropriate. Right, So, right. with this guy right here, if you feel comfortable, so you think Javante is going to just come right out the gate and start, you know, maybe you know something I don't know. He's not. But, but that high in the fifth round, I'm not passing on guys like Adam Thielen, Julio Jones, who even if Javante is doing well, still may not outscore mm-hmm. these guys. Mm-hmm. So, there's, there's always a cutoff to me. And Mike Davis, we are, we're a week ahead away from the regular season. Yeah. We've just seen Atlanta let go of running backs. Right, you know? right. That's all we've seen them do is let go. They have not added anybody. Yeah, it's, just just, it's just him and Ali. It's just him and Ali. You know, and and then Cordero. Added, Cordero yeah, Paterson, yeah, yeah, yeah. Patterson. Patterson, yeah. too. Yeah.
2: Real quick, uh, I want to speak on, on Abby's team right now. So the fact that, you know, obviously C-Mac is a, a given. But the fact that he did take four wide receivers, those are basically going to be all the, the players that fit in his wide receiver slot and both of his flexes. Mm-hmm. So... Right now, if you think about his starting lineup, he still needs to fill in that running back, too. The tight end, the quarterback, obviously. And then from there, depth. Um, I'm not really sure what he's going to do at this point. But at some point, he's probably going to want to hammer running backs a lot more. um, Because it's not like he can play a wide receiver in the starting lineup anymore from here. Um, So it's going to be interesting. But one thing I do want to point out is Team 7 actually has a very similar build Mm -hmm. to Abbey. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Extremely similar, almost exactly the same. But look at
1: his players. And this is why I don't like, this is, why, this is why the idea of zero RB to me only makes sense if you're getting the right wide receivers. You can easily as argue a robust RB build if you're getting the right running backs. I don't want to hear the nonsense. If you're in a large field tournament and you're talking to me about playing the, the averages of who gets hurt and who gets, and who doesn't, that's not how you play a large field tournament. We all have to get lucky to even you know, make it you know, to the playoffs, let alone that large field tournament, let alone win it all. So you have to be able to battle injuries throughout. So when you look at Team 7, okay, I have Christian McCaffrey. He has Devontae Adams. You know, honestly, you know, either of those guys could, fi- you know, could finish above the other.
2: They can be number one in their respective yes. positions. Mm-hmm. Or,
1: you know, Devontae could be number one overall. Then I have Justin Jefferson and Najee Harris, okay? Again, side by side, A.J. Brown, Terry McLaurin. I think most people going to give the nod to A.J. Brown, but maybe it's close. Deontay Godwin we got Brandon Ayuk, Jerry Judy.
0: That's the difference maker right there to me. But that's that, the big difference to yeah, me.
1: Exactly, exactly. But I think, you know, for me it's you know, when you're if you were to just kind of look at rankings and look at projections, team, you know, my team is basically going to be blowing this team out of the water from a projection standpoint. And I think that's how, you know, the zero the zero uh, RB builders they're more looking from an analytical standpoint of, okay, who's less likely to get injured and who's more likely to put up the most points from a PPR standpoint. So I don't think it's just a, the, the idea of just reaching for wide receivers and just getting a bunch of wide receivers.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's so, just, yeah, that's, been, that's, that's a lot of people know because there's some interesting picks that have gone by.
0: Just to, just to update the audience, both Kyler and Lamar who went in the fifth round. Obviously, we talked about Kyler going in the four hole. Uh, Lamar Jackson went at the back end of the fifth. Um, it looks like Team 12 took Lamar Jackson and Logan Thomas. Pretty, pretty evenly stacked team. They started off with two running backs, two receivers.
2: They so took their – Shannott's going a lot higher than I've been seeing. Yeah, a- yeah. So this, yeah. This, this, is, this is new because I,
1: I, dra- I did a draft a couple days ago. So, so we mentioned – I want to bring this up real quick. We mentioned the wide receiver dead zone. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, to me, there's a cutoff here. And mm-hmm. now we're starting to see a lot of wide receivers creep up. And this is where I talk about us getting into this wide receiver de- dead zone. Yeah. Uh, and the reason I call it a wide receiver dead zone is not because these wide receivers are going to bust. It's because I feel like I can get equally uh, Equal value later. wide receivers yeah. later. Okay. Like
2: Tyler Boyd now is over Chase. I mean, I, I know what's been going on as far yeah. as preseason and, and Chase's struggles, but I, I would not have expected to see Tyler Boyd going over uh, Jamar Chase at yeah. this point. Um, and, again, Chenault, I'm, I'm oh. still kind of flabbergasted on, on Chenault being that high. So, um, give, give them the your order. So, 501, I took Brandon Ayuk, then Javante Williams
1: went, mm-hmm. then Adam Thielen, then Kyler Murray, then Julio, then T Higgins, then Jerry Judy. Again, we talked about the rise of Jerry Wow. Judy. Jerry Judy. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: I was going to bring that up.
1: Yeah, Mike Davis. I'm not then even talking about, I'm talking about the guy yeah. that was just taken. Yeah, Trey Sermon then. Again, Trey Sermon in the oh, back wow. end of the fifth. Miles Gaskin. Okay, usually we're seeing him fall a little bit. Then LaVisca Chenault at the back end of the fifth round. It's just too high for me. Too mm-hmm. high. Lamar
2: Jackson. And I like Chenault.
0: Yeah. Logan Speaking Thomas. of too high, we have to stop this. We have to talk about this Michael Thomas. Yeah, Michael Thomas round. was just taking us. Yeah, Michael round. Thomas. Dial, if you
2: had to draft Michael or if you were going to draft Michael Thomas, where would you draft him? Right now I right would now. draft Michael Thomas. If I was if I wanted him on my team, because I feel like at this point the people that are going to draft are people that want him on their, on his team. Mm-hmm. Not so much you're getting him at a value. So if I want him on my team, I'm going to have to t- – or I would take him after I have pretty much all my wide receiver slots filled, including my flexes. Mm-hmm. This guy is taking him as if he is going to potentially be a starter. Mm-hmm. The problem with that is Michael Thompson is going to miss six games minimum. 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 We're not even saying for sure he's going to be back at that point. Mm-hmm. Um so you're basically just going to hold on to this guy for half the season. Mm-hmm. What is the regular season of FFPC? 13 weeks? 13. So you're basically saying that you feel like your team is going to be strong enough to where for, those, for half the season, you're going to be able to make do without having Michael Thomas available for you. You skipped on other players that you can take there
3: mm-hmm.
2: in hopes of still being able to make the playoffs. And then once he's back, you hope he's going to give you that, that, that power or that, those points. To make up for all that time you were holding off on them, so I, I don't like that strategy at all. Yeah. Again, we we got newer drafters right now, and Michael Thomas is a name, you know, and and sometimes you have to understand names get drafted higher than they should, but I just don't I don't understand that logic.
0: Now, when we first started drafting, you guys advocated drafting early. Uh, getting into some of these drafts early because you can get some value. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember us taking Damian Damian Harris much later. He just went now in the sixth round. Um, (laughs) Talk about Damian Harris going in the sixth round and where you were getting him back in June.
1: Yeah, so this is one of the reasons why, you know, I was strongly considering Miles Sanders, understanding that the room that we were in very early on, Mm -hmm. you know, mentioned it before, about how we're kind of in a room where people are wanting more balance Bill, I was anticipating a lot of these running backs go. Uh, Damian Harris may be a little bit higher, but I'm not surprised whatsoever. I felt like people were going to make sure that they at least got their second running back. So I feel very comfortable, and the reason that I went Brandon Ayuk is because I knew this running back that I'm likely going to select was going to be available.
2: Oh, wait, wait real quick. Sorry, sorry. To interrupt. Uh, so Abby's up next. In his queue, he has Jamar Chase, Raheem Mostert, Russell Wilson, Devonte Smith, and no Finn. i don't know if that's his order—and Dak Prescott, uh, and then he just added Dak Prescott. So um. I assume Mostert is probably going to be next. I know
0: that. All right, but you're literally on the clock. The truth so, serum. So mm-hmm. look,
1: so this is where my hand is forced, okay? And it's mm. not even forced. This is where you have to understand that I have never—I have since episode one—I have not been a Jamar Chase guy, right? Mm-hmm. I've not been a Jamar Chase guy. I felt like he was going too
2: early, but
1: he is now at the back of the seventh. Or back at uh, six,
2: six round. You can make him a seventh round pick I'm if you want. I'm, I'm, there you go. I am going to make him a seventh just, round just, just because. Just push that ADP just back just because. a little bit further. Just because. Because <laughs> you want
1: to, you want to be able to say you got this guy. In the but seventh who's the round. running back you are taking? Is the okay, question. So this is, you know, this is the guy that you know I've talked about in the uh, in the group chat very recently, and had brought his name up and have been urging you guys to try and get you some twenty seconds. In this uh, particular build. 50. And I've done this before. At the back end of the sixth round, I went with Raheem Mostert.
0: Raheem Mostert, I
1: knew. I think, so, I had been a Trey Sermon guy from day one. And this is why it took me so long to get to, to Raheem Mostert. Mm-hmm. I love Trey Sermon. I keep t- you know, we talked the day out of Literally c- called him and was texting him, you know, during, you know, during the uh, championship, you know, the college championship uh, playoff series. It was like, man, this is the, literally the best back I've seen in college, college football. Mm-hmm. I loved him. And so, when he got signed and drafted by San Francisco, mm-hmm. I fell in love. The like match made the in heaven. Match made in heaven. So that made me put blinders on. And mm-hmm. we, knew, we know Raheem Mostert's injury history, et cetera. So I just felt the need, you know, I felt this need to gravitate towards Trey Sermon and try and get as many shares as possible. And he was going in the sixth round, seventh round at a time, so I was getting those shares. But what we've seen throughout the offseason has been the steady narrative that Raheem Mostert is the 1A back. Mm-hmm. He's also been held out of preseason games.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And when Raheem Mostert is healthy, mm-hmm. he is electric. People don't realize Kyle's One of the Kyle fastest fast, guys in the NFL. Literally one of the fastest guys in the NFL. So yeah. imagine, I mean, just picture this. Picture this, okay? Even if it's Garoppolo, but picture Trey Lance back there.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: This offensive yeah. line. Mm-hmm. Kyle Shanahan scheme. Players in motion. I mean, he's running through wide open... Jalen Hurd getting like... No, I'm playing. (laughs) (laughs) But he's in the perfect system. And the reason that Raheem Mostert scores these ridiculously long touchdowns...
2: Because you can't load
0: the box against that San Francisco team either. He
1: Shanahan creates these wide open lanes Mm -hmm. and he's the perfect cutback. You know, perfect guy for this, you know, know, uh, outside zone scheme. So, while he's healthy... And again, we don't know how long he's going to hold up, but while he's healthy... I I love him. I love pairing him with the Christian McCaffrey to start the year off because I know that week one against the Detroit Lions and this easy run schedule throughout the year, as long as he's healthy, I get to play. I, I want as many 49ers as I can have. And
2: real quick, just to piggyback off the Moster discussion, Mm-hmm. when we were higher because i i we were higher on moster, i think this the the field was a lot higher on um I'm sorry not moster sermon mm-hmm. I think the field was also a lot higher on sermon than they are now. I think people are starting to recognize mostert's mm-hmm. potential now mm-hmm. uh, we were getting um sermon in the six mm-hmm. maybe the early seventh with all that being the case he's he went in the fifth round of this draft, which yeah. surprises me yeah. you know he's went even higher than what we were getting where we actually were on him, so that's his part. But just to recap uh, round six, uh 601, Logan Thomas, uh then Boyd, Chase Edmonds, Michael Thomas again, we said at the uh six oh four, Darrell Henderson or Daryl Henderson, uh, Gus Edwards, um Damian Harris went at the six oh seven, chase claypool, Robbie Anderson, Odell went at six ten, Kareem Hunt, and again uh Abby yeah. Went Mostert. Yeah. All right, and in the seventh round, we got Jamar
0: Chase. Dak Prescott, Devontae Smith, Curtis Smith, and then also Noah Fenn.
2: Curtis Samuel. Curtis respect Samuel. my Curtis Samuel. Respect my I guy.
0: Your man, Curtis respect Samuel, my who's gone way respect. too high in the <laughs> yeah. seventh round. Right, yeah, oh, that, a, that is that is way
2: too high. Honestly, a lot of these guys I'm looking at in this draft like, what's going on right Honestly,
0: now? Honestly, I drafted Curtis Samuel, what, a couple of days ago, and I think I drafted him in the ninth round. And then like, I was like – God, I drafted Curtis way yeah, too Yeah, way too high. high. <laughs> <laughs> way too high in the night. Yeah. But that's because you kept him on my mind. Yeah. Because, yeah. Dio, you were on Curtis Samuel a yeah. while ago back when we had uh, the segment about is... T-Mac and, uh, Is yeah, T-Mac yeah,
2: yeah. really yeah. a receiver And, and one? I still feel that way. And we can we can allude to this or talk about this later. But one thing about um, injuries, mm-hmm. it makes people, number one, forget guys yeah. and lower their values. You oh. know? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. You you look at like um like Elijah Moore. Mm-hmm. Elijah Moore has been hurt most of his preseason. Mm-hmm. Nobody's really seen him. I bet his ADP's kind of you know, dipped a little bit. You, you know, know who's
1: still on the board? And honestly, if it wasn't Jamar Chase, uh, because, um, you know, just knowing that it's rare that you get a seventh round Jamar Chase, uh, I think Kenny Galladay is still available. Mm-hmm. In a vacuum, I'm going Kenny, Dollar, Kenny Galladay seven times out of ten over Jamar Chase. Mm-hmm. Okay? Number one, I don't, I don't care what his prospects are. I don't care what he's graded out as. He is still a rookie that still has to acclimate to the NFL. He mm-hmm. still took off an entire year. Kenny Galladay is good. People mm-hmm. need to understand that. He is good. I understand what team he plays for, but he is a good But like player. I said, he's been hurt. Yeah, exactly. So because he's
2: been hurt, exactly. all that stuff does not matter. Exactly. Like, people are concerned about injuries in the preseason, and they don't care about injuries in the regular season, right. as if these yeah. guys that were are drafting now, they're going here's, to get hurt.
3: Yeah.
1: Here's a trick. Here's a trick. When players have these sort of kind of nagging injuries or out of practice, etc., if they happen very early in the offseason, follow that team's beat writers, follow that team specifically, and just follow the practice reports. If you hear that they're working on the side, they're working on the side, and you don't hear the word setback, then just know that that pay, that, that player is likely going to be ready. Abby, I, I might jinx
2: you here, but I think you're going to be able to get your boy Goddard. Why would you say we literally got a whole round? I know. I'm just <laughs> I'm, I'm literally just hell man, just throwing that out there. But I think you might yeah, be able to get your and boy Goddard. Got let up. I'm still on guard. Yeah, I know. I know. That's why I'm. I'm just looking at the way the board is kind of playing out. Um. Yeah. 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 Uh, Antonio Brown goes. is going to hire now, huh? Yeah, we were getting him in the eighth for a long, a long time. Yeah, I'm surprised to see
1: Kenny Galladay stolen.
2: Wait, Leonard Fournette was just taken. I was about to say Leonard Fournette Why? was just taken.
0: His I mean, his, I mean,
1: his, fellas, his draft is <laughs> <laughs> Our person take. Uh, is he even a starting team team back was, in Tampa Bay? It, it, draft he was not
2: starting in the last yeah. preseason game, <laughs> right? That's <laughs> what and I like. Rojo looked pretty damn good. He looked and pretty what,
1: good. What I, oh, They just, they just literally somebody just took my. This is like my fallback. Johnu, I, I love Johnu Smith this year, but. So, for me, the, as, as far as it comes to the Tampa Bay running back backfield, Rojo is definitely the guy to own. And if you're going zero RB, especially in the FFPC, I would be targeting Rojo literally in every single draft. I'm every just, yeah. single draft. People, I people are like on the GO bandwagon, et cetera, et cetera. No, you, need, you really should be strongly considering targeting Rojo in every draft 8th round, in my mind, Ninth round is not too high. And honestly, if I'm 0 RB, I would be going for it in 8th round. Rojo's a good running back. Get it out of your heads. I know we like the bag on Rojo, but he's a good running back. He can't catch. He is brick for hands, but he's a good running back. And he is in a high-powered offensive system. Yeah. That's going to score a lot of points. That's what people mm-hmm. don't realize.
0: This seemed like the tight end round of the draft. Noah Fant uh, went, then Tyler Higby Ryan Tunyon, Janu Smith, look, four tight ends going. If you had to choose right now, who's going to be your tight end? That's that's still on the board.
1: Uh, if Goddard. So we'll see what Team Eight does. Um,
0: Even with Ertz still I'll there. Hit.
1: Eight, yeah, 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 i love Goddard. Cause there's still a possibility, a strong possibility, that
0: um, you still holding that that
1: Ertz gets traded. But even if Ertz doesn't get traded, uh, I like the talent of Goddard. So, you know, getting him in the eighth round to me is really no different than getting some a lot of – I'm not a timing guy. I, I really have not been on Aaron Rodgers or the Green Bay in general. I think they're up-priced. You, you have to assume, mm-hmm. you know, that there's going to be TD regression. I don't always buy regression. I like to look at the specific uh, situation. But this is a situation where I just can't see a scenario where there isn't TD regression. I'd yeah. be
2: surprised if Team Seven lets uh, Aaron Rodgers fall back anyways. You mean uh, Goddard, Dallas Goddard fall back? No, no, teams, uh, Team Seven. Aaron Rodgers. They don't have a I would see them wanting to, to pair uh, I, I, yeah, Adams with. Uh, I,
1: you know, I'm, with I'm with waiting the on quarterback. You yeah, my know know, know my guy is Jalen Hurts. This isn't live, so we can talk about our players right now. All right, uh, all right, all right, and Kenny Galladay is still. Correct me if I'm wrong. He has still not been chosen. He has still not been
2: chosen. He's still, he's still on the board. He, I, I think he just got back to practice yesterday. I think they said uh, he did individual drills. So people still have a sour taste. as far as his IR availability. Either.
1: Yeah, and he's not on short time, short term uh, IR either. So. It's just the fact
2: those hamstring injuries just are so tricky. Yeah, you know.
1: But he's not a fast twitch type guy. So that and, and it happened like three, or four weeks. They've been smart about it. Again, I'm always listening for is there a setback, and it really a, I haven't heard anything. I'm yeah. definitely taking Kenny Galladay over Cordy Sutton. And I did. I had a chance to watch. I had a chance to watch the.
2: Can I see the quarterbacks that are available real quick? Because yeah. Brady just went, yeah,
3: and I'm surprised
2: Brady went over Russ Wilson. And who else did he go over? Because that's Jonathan Herbert. Herbert. Wow. That's a, that's a little surprising to me. Yeah. And Aaron Rodgers, who yeah. we just spoke on. I would. I would take all three of those guys over yeah. Brady.
1: And this is a situation again where I'm reading the room. I'm going to have to make a decision whether or not I'm going to take a quarterback earlier than I would because this is a room where I feel like there is a chance that people may double up on quarterbacks. And that's something that I always kind of you always got to think about. You talk to yourself, okay, I'm going to wait a quarterback, I'm going to wait a quarterback and then when everybody else is taken, I'm going to wait in even longer. Well, some people will take a second quarterback fairly early on. And it's one of those things you can't be mad at yourself because someone took your quarterback. You have to understand that that's a possibility. you have to kind of read the room. and us going through these picks and reading the room and talking about how many badges there are. you know again, I'm, I'm not going to be surprised if I find myself in a situation where team is on a second Marquez
2: Calloway. So we're still seeing Dolvete, in the eighth round uh, available.: So you think that's a good place for Calloway right there?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think eighth round is perfect. I okay. think eighth round is perfect. Honestly, if I'm the uh, Michael Thomas owner. I would have taken Mar- Marquise Callaway right there, and it's
2: good because the place that they took him, mm-hmm. they're not taking him as a potential starter in yeah. their lineup. Yeah. He could eventually fill a hole, yeah. but they they have the rest of their positions filled yeah. up, other than tight end, yeah. of course.
1: And Team Seven, I like what Team Seven did in terms of taking AJ Dillon here. Uh, don't play games, you know. You understand that you uh, you know you, you have you have two running backs. You're not necessarily zero RB, but uh, if you believe in a guy, you know you don't necessarily wait and hope that he's gonna fall back to you. So, I think I, I like that. Pick. So, so, Wait, Tom I
2: know, Brady is in the eighth. We, we just spoke on that. Yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs>
1: what the hell is going on? <laughs> we just spoke Jalen Waddle in the eighth. Yeah, so some guys are market movers. Mm. Okay, uh, oh, okay. okay, Rogers. Okay,
3: hmm, okay,
1: okay. So, maybe so now I'm four picks away. So, this, again, uh, just I'll tell you, a little God, word is, of advice, God is gonna fall to you, man. A little word of advice you go back to your queue. You, you load up your queue. you talk about, you know, you, you have a good sense of who you want in this queue. That way you're nice and ready.
0: Do you think Corey Davis being bumped up to the eighth round because he wasn't going in the eighth before has to do
2: with having a good preseason? That's 100% Jace? the reason why. Yeah. a 1,000% the reason why, because Elijah Moore was being taken over Corey mm-hmm. Davis. And Elijah Moore, I don't think he's going to be taken for the next couple rounds. Yeah. And again, it goes back to he missed all the preseason while Corey Davis was shining. So, people people have... Um, and he was playing
1: against a bunch of backups. Yeah. yeah. And if you actually go and look at this, look, Go look. And I'm not saying that he can't be good. Jarvis Landry just went. That's yeah. a guy that I would never try.
2: Pe- people always have recency bias yeah. with all of this stuff. Yeah. So, it's about what they see lately, which is why I try to avoid watching these preseason games because I feel like <laughs> it swings my value so much if I watch them.
1: Well, I feel like if you actually watched that game and objectively looked at his catches, I mean... Yes, he made
2: Nobody's game, objectively looking at anything, oh, man. Wow. They saw that boy going <laughs> off. I was not that aggressive. And they were going, <laughs> but, but I'm telling you, on Twitter, everybody was like, Corey Davis yeah. to the moon. I even think I put a tweet out talking about Corey Davis and the news, Stephon Diggs yeah. type stuff, everybody. Um, he was on that. Anyway, three picks away. Show me a cue again. So the, uh, um, the Abby cue is Godley at the top, Brandon Cooks, Goddard, DJ Shark. Oh, Ronald Jones. I'm surprised he hasn't been taken yet. And uh, Sony Michelle. There's some value out there. Oh,
1: man. We, oh, my goodness. Would
2: you really take Brandon Cooks this high? No, he's just in the
1: queue. You know, okay. I, I, <laughs> didn't, I didn't
0: know who he going to take. Well,
1: no, this high, how yeah, y'all would take him this high. Chris, go yeah, ahead yeah. and uh, yeah, so recap
0: the round real high. quick before Abby picks. All right, so let's recap round eight. We got Debo Samuel. Let's stop there. What do you think about Debo Samuel going this high? I know that we're high on the 49ers. Everybody's talking about them being a potential Super Bowl team. Do you like Debo
2: Samuel's going this high at eight with Ayuk going in the fifth mm-hmm. round? I think it's okay. I think it's okay. Yeah, I think it's fine. Because, I mean, again, he's not being taken as a starter, mm-hmm. and he is, he is a starter for the 49ers. Right. Um, and, and injuries happen, man. What if you gets hurt Yeah. and Kittle gets hurt? Mm-hmm. Then you got a a, and a major player there.
1: I like IU because I literally can see him being the legit number one in that offense mm-hmm. and having a number of top 12 wide receivers. That is not hard for me to visualize. Oh wow!
2: <laughs> so before he picks, recap the round real quick. <laughs> All right, wow. so we got Debo
0: Samuel, oh. Tom Brady, Corey oh. Davis, Russell Wilson, Marquez Callaway, AJ Dillon, Jalen Waddle, Aaron Rodgers, Jarvis Landry, Justin Herbert, and of course, one pick away from us, the, Dallas Goddard, the, the, the Snipe, the Snipe, the official so Snipe.
1: He really sniped me, and this is tough because once we used to have a lot of tight ends to choose from. Okay, Irv Smith is injured. Mm-hmm. Evan Ingram is injured. Okay, uh, Troutman, who was our boy. Oh, learned. so I'm not going after Gusecki. So
2: Everett's still out there though. Yeah, but I don't know if I'm as high Everett yeah, more. Not
1: this early. Not this early. So this isn't a hard decision for me right here, because I don't know how many people have gotten. Now. You
2: are on the- Abby now has six tight ends on. I mean, sorry, six wide receivers on his mm-hmm. roster.
1: Mr. Mr. I love drafting running backs. I'm gonna backs, right. I'm gonna
2: make sure he drafts no more wide receivers in this draft. Please don't. Because he really can't even play any more wide receivers. No,
1: you... but at this point, so this is a, this is a, this is the thing. And remember, I'm putting myself in season. In season, we look at cornerback matchups, we look at game scripts, we look at how players are doing, and then we also have to account for injuries. So for me I don't mind having depth when it's good depth. Yeah. When it's depth that it could really pay off. So I don't mind this build to start off. Now we got to decide, okay, where do I want to go? Ronald Jones or Sony Michelle? To me, this is not a hard choice. Uh, given this is the FFPC, and I can retroactively start my guys, mm-hmm. and he's going to be playing against the Dallas Cowboys. I'm going to go with Ronald Jones.
2: I wouldn't even be surprised, honestly, if Sony Michelle fell back to you anyways.
1: Exactly. And that was the other reason why I waited. Uh, the Goddard, you know, this guy taking Goddard kind of hurt. But I took Kenny Galladay from him.
2: The guy that took Goddard doesn't even have their second wide receiver yet. I just oh, noticed that. I feel like he did that out of spite. He only has, I think I'm he did ghost. too. He only has CeeDee Lamb.
1: I'm, I'm calling him out on that. Yeah. No. Who's Who is this? Who's Ghost?
2: So just to tell you about, <laughs> about Ghost He's got a bad yeah, he no,
1: He's was, he was, he probably defensive draft He's like look you're not, you're not about I, to win this <laughs> I, I kind of feel
2: bad for Yeah because we got first and 50's our team name I kind of feel bad for putting his name out there So his name isn't Ghost It's, don't, don't, hey, don't, don't say it's Baxter Okay, So Baxter at the two hole <laughs> <laughs> Ended up taking uh, Dalvin Cook, George Kittle CeeDee Lamb as the wide receiver Then they took Miles, Javante, Kareem Hunt Dak, Goddard, and, and Gordon. So he has two tight ends, four or uh, five running backs. With the two tight ends, if he decides to play two of them in the starting lineup, he can only start three running backs. Mm-hmm. If he decides to play four running backs in the starting lineup, he can only play one tight end. So these guys he's taking, one of them are going to have to be on the bench, and he still has a starter position to fill. Which is why I'm a little bit like, I don't know if I, I'm, I'm interested in that bill, But again, it could be a snipe situation where they don't want Abby yeah. to do his thing. Or he might think like it's value. Because honestly, I like Melvin Gordon in mm-hmm. the ninth round. I that's what like I was
0: going to say. Let's talk about Melvin Gordon like for a second. Melvin Gordon is a starting running back who's not being treated as Who,
2: such. Lo- who's looked good in practice. And I think he looked good. I, I didn't really see yeah. too much. but that,
1: I mean, I don't, I, honestly, I do not like taking Javante and Melvin Gordon at the
2: same time. Oh, I didn't even notice ah, that. I right. know. I in didn't that notice thing. that. Yeah, This kind of goes down. Yeah, to so, again, that's that hedge stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah that's I, the I'm stuff. not a fan
1: of that. I don't care. You know, it's one thing if you get both guys late. That I don't mind. Mm-hmm. But when you, you know, when you spend a fifth round pick again, you know, a, you know, someone who's supposed to be in your starting lineup, and then you, in the ninth round, before you fill out like your starting lineup, take another, you know, uh, player at that same position on the same team. Yeah. To me, that, that's hurting you. And then the got the God pick. Again, mm. part of this is me being a little salty. Okay, but honestly, <laughs> it does not make sense for this build.
2: It doesn't make sense, you
1: know, because now you're you're expecting Goddard to play the flex for you. And or again, if you he's a backup tight end, and you exactly, eighth round pick, a backup
2: tight end is high is, is yeah. not is is not ideal. And then if you are play, picking him to be a starter, that means you're going to yeah. sit Hunt or one of your your Bronco running backs or Miles or or Dalvin, and yeah. I I don't think that's really ideal. Um, we're, we're on a little bit of a running back run, aren't we? We are. We are. So,
0: we got Rojo, uh, which is our pick at the one hole. Then we got Melvin Gordon, Michael Carter, Naheem Himes in the ninth That's round. That's a
2: little surprising. Man.
0: James Conner, and then Jamal Williams, who I think we're all high on Jamal
2: Williams. Yeah. Yeah. Can I see the, um, the, the options still available? Because I feel like there's some players that are probably falling. Can I see the whole? Oh, that is the whole yeah. one? So, you got Brandon
1: Cooks, Gallup. Mike Williams, remember Mike Williams? So again, yeah, that's another player who was injured. That's my guy. That's my if, guy. When yeah. you th- think about this too, when you're drafting, you know, when you see some of these guys that were going like three or four rounds earlier uh, and being drafted as potential starters in a flex, and you see them really fall to like the, we're getting close to the double digit rounds, you know, these are going to be guys that are on your bench. Take the shot. You know, mm-hmm. if we saw this guy draft, uh, you know, Michael Thomas in the sixth round, who may not play six or seven games. Mike Williams is likely going to be out there to start the year. Mm-hmm. You know, Brandon. Mm-hmm. And don't forget, play, he's supposedly
2: going to be in the Michael Thomas role for that yeah. the mm-hmm. uh, Chargers' we'll offense, right? But that's supposedly what yeah. they're saying. So, yeah. um, what I was going to say was the Tony G-J Pollard. Church. I'm surprised is actually still because yeah. mm-hmm. Tony Pollard is typically considered one of the high end yeah. handcuffs. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm not a big handcuff guy, but if I was, if I was. About to draft soon on this board, I would strongly be taking a consideration in in Pollard, yeah. um, especially the Zeke owner who is in the six hole. I probably would have went Pollard over Jamal Williams.
1: And and, mm. and this is where I don't mind, especially when you're limited. This is where I don't mind saying, okay, I got that Cowboys backfield locked, locked up. Locked up, yeah. yeah. I don't mind that with this bill because you already have, for the most part, your starting lineup. You got a good tight end and T.J. Hawk. Mm-hmm. You got your, you know, you got your two running backs in Zeke and Harris. I'm not a huge fan of Harris, especially in the six, but still. And then you got plenty of wide receivers that can play, you know, start for you in the wide receiver position and the flex. Mm-hmm. You know, taking Jamal Williams there may pay off. Again, we never know. may pay off. But <laughs> this is one of the situ- rare situations where we like the handcuff.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so DJ let me Sharp. ask you this.
1: Do you like Rojo or do you like Tony Pollard? Who would you take first?
2: Well, I mean, it depends on my build. For your build, I would have went Rojo, which is why I didn't really um, argue with that pick at all. I'll um, make this argument,
1: okay? We talk about guys like Tony Pollard and, Zeke Mad- and, and, uh, and Alexander Madison being, um, you know, league winners, guys that we want to have on our team in case X, Y, and Z happen. In my opinion, I really do think Rojo can be a league winner. He he's can. A guy, he's a guy that can, you know, in any given week can put up, you know, Two touchdowns.
2: Yeah, you know, he can
1: can run for over a hundred. I mean, yards. we all know the he's knock on Rojo. That's, yeah.
2: that's the knock. He's not gonna that's the passes, only knock for me. But he's in
1: a high-powered offense, and he's going in a nice bracket. Yeah. You well, don't think
2: that backfield is kind of? Yeah, that's the second knock I'm the backfield. Concerned. I yeah. think he's
1: so much better of a runner than Leonard Fournette. There goes
2: Sony. All right, so Sony Michelle is off the that. board.
1: And then this is a, this is the other thing too. This is what I, this is another reason why I kind of have been getting on the Rojo train. When you look at his. You know that three-week you know uh, run of games. Mm-hmm. The Saints again. I'm not worried that the Saints are going to be like really kind of keeping up with Tampa Bay. I just don't think. I, I you know maybe but not Carolina Panthers. So again, we're looking at situation where they again positive game script likely, and then the New York Jets. If there are any games where you expect okay, they get out to an early lead and they're just going to you know hammer the ball run and preserve their guys. These are those games. Mm -hmm. These are Rojo games. So this is kind of why, you know, thinking to myself, okay, now that he's going at a very good price, I'm liking a little bit of Rojo action.
2: I'm going to put this out there, mm -hmm. and I mentioned it on the pod last week. Now everybody knows about him, which is like, uh, of course. But um, don't forget about Tyson Mm -hmm. Williams, because if he's going to be the running back two for the Ravens, then he has value. He's now an injury away, and they they keep they keep bringing his name up, and the Ravens have always been a team to use multiple backs. You mm-hmm. know, so um, I don't know what he's gonna do this season. He's looked good, and you know, I I think he's gonna get work. I, I don't I don't know if I see Gus getting all the work. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm not saying Gus isn't going to produce or 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 score a lot of points or or be a value, but I don't. I feel like there's room to, to share there. And Tyson would be the beneficiary because they have no other running backs there.
0: And let's talk about beneficiary for a bit because Michael Pittman just got off the board. He just, just came off the board. Uh, we know T.Y. Hilton is going to be out for a little bit. Is Michael Pittman a value um,
2: in the 10th round? I like yeah. Paris Campbell, but I understand the Michael yeah. Pittman. I understand the Michael Pittman I was, stuff. Yeah.
1: I was not on Pittman in the 8th round, but I think 10th round, oh yeah, he's absolutely value.
2: See, I, I think Pittman had a rapport
0: with Phillip Rivers last year, and it seemed like Phillip Rivers had that rapport with him. But I don't know if I see Michael Pittman going forward. I like him, and I've been drafting him late. I haven't been drafting him in a team.
2: but the way I see it, it's going to be one of those two guys. Mm-hmm. T.Y. Hilton is now out the picture for however mm-hmm. long. He just had neck surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, who else is there? I mean, Zach Pascal. Zach mm-hmm. Pascal is like a possession wide receiver. He's not uber talented. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's going he's gonna, to um, be, you know, consistent or whatever, but Zach Pascoe is not going to just give you those those super high-end games. If you look back to what Paris Campbell did in the first couple games last year, Paris Campbell actually um, scored a lot of points, you know, surprisingly. Not a lot of people were on him. He was one of the higher waiver ads in those first week or two. Mm-hmm. And then he got hurt, you know. Mm-hmm. Paris Campbell, um, don't forget, he was at Ohio State. A highly touted prospect. I think the Colts took him in the second round. He was hurt for the season in his rookie year. Last year was the second year he was hurt for the season again. People kind of forget about him, but they're claiming he's healthy. My comp to him, and, you know, this is probably outlandish, so don't come at me, but my comp to him was was almost Odell Beckhamish. you know? <laughs> um, I'm not saying he's going to get there, but he just has t- similar traits to me. Um, so if he's healthy... Don't be surprised if if Paris is the guy. And again, the competition there's not much there. Right, Pittman can be right. the guy, but you can get Paris Hilton. I guarantee. And, and Elijah Moore just just went. I'm always interested in going with Eli, a scene where Elijah Moore went. I wouldn't be surprised if you can get Paris uh, Campbell in like the 12th, 13th round, maybe mm-hmm. even later. And and then we can look back at the end of the season and be like, wow, how did Paris Campbell go that far down mm-hmm. in the draft? So, but but going back to your specific question, I don't have a problem with Pittman there because he's now the highest Colts player other than Jonathan Taylor has been drafted, right? Well, mm-hmm. I guess Naheem Hines, but... Yeah. Hines, They're, yeah, they're going to score points. Crazy. I mean, they're not going... It's not like they're just going to be a, a dead offense. Yeah. Um, okay, and so
1: see, see, and this is what I was talking about earlier about, you know, we may be in a room where people may double up the QBs. The Kyler Murray owner. We're in the 10th round. Kyler Murray owner not only took a second, second quarterback, but he also took Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. I understand being a Joe Burrow fan, but number one, you have Kyler Murray. And number two, Joe Burrow goes, you know, a number a of rounds later. later,
2: and I don't even see a reason why. I don't see what There's if no he he, why. he wasn't trying to pair him with anybody. He has no other Bengals. Mm-hmm. Um, again, he didn't need a quarterback. Maybe he just likes Joe yeah. Burrow. You know, so you know, right, fans, fans are the gonna clock now. fans are gonna fan. You know, so yeah. real quick, um, the Q
1: Abby's Q. So this Q right now are players that I'm going to be targeting throughout the draft. Okay, not I'm actively draft. So real
2: quick, before you pick, Jalen Hurts, Evan Ingram, um, Hollywood Brown, James White. Rashad Penny, Darrington Evans, Tony Jones, who I love, and Tyson Williams, who y'all know I love. I just yeah. spoke on him as hey, well. What
1: did, I, what did our boy Carlos say on Evan Ingram?
4: Evan Ingram suffered a calf injury on last week's preseason game. Now, in the lower leg, the calf is made up of several muscles that live in the back there. The gastroc is your calf, the soleus that is also connected to the gastroc, and then several of other muscle layers that live deep towards the bone. Now, any one of those muscles could have gotten strained during the game itself. Yeah, he actually went for an MRI on Monday um, to uh, double check what that strain was. The reports have not disclosed what that strain was, but he was able to walk off on his own power. So I don't suspect a grade three muscle strain, which would be a complete rupture. Grade one or grade two is gonna be um, the one, two injuries that we're gonna be monitoring. A grade one muscle strain, specifically in the gastroc, is going to require anywhere between two to five weeks, only because of how much pressure and how much force that they have to put through that lower leg, specifically during running, jumping, cutting, uh, sprinting, decelerating, and pushing people up against blocking or uh, whatever they need to do on the field itself for that type of activity. Now, because of that much force, they're going to want to bring him on slowly just to ensure that he is healing appropriately and he has no reaggravation. Reaggravation, especially in the gastro, can set your recovery period back one or two weeks and so you're going to want to be smart and, and make sure that they're bringing him on slowly to ensure that he's healing successfully. Now a grade two muscle strain is going to involve a little bit longer recovery period Uh, because a grade two actually was a partial tear. Now the muscle itself is a 3D model. It has depth to it and has length to it. And so parts of that uh, muscle itself are torn, not all of it. And so therefore it makes that injury more significant, more stiffness, more swelling, more pain, um, and more recovery time period for that itself. And so you're looking for a more of a four to eight week recovery period for a muscle uh, grade two strain. Um, And therefore, we're going to be monitoring reports from here on out to ensure that um, the injury itself was not significant, that he's going to be missing multiple weeks through the season. But his season one opener is in jeopardy, so I'll have a contingency plan just in case um, that his muscles aren't healing quick enough um, to start that season one. And I'm sure they're not going to want to rush him back to jeopardize his entire season. And so his week one is in jeopardy because of that timeline and how much pressure and force he has to put through that gas rock. So have a plan in place just to make sure that he does uh, start week one. If not, then you have something in place.
1: This is a situation where there's no need for me to like, reach for Evan Ingram. This is a situation where I'm not going to play much in terms of 15 game, seconds left. And I'm going to get the quarterback that I've literally been targeting for the last month, month and a half, because of his ADP drift. The suspense is yeah. killing
2: everybody. He's taking Jalen Hurts. <laughs> <laughs> and,
1: oh, I know Dale does not want me to take another wide receiver. I don't. I don't. But, you know. I,
2: you know, I mean, it's value at this time, and I know your guy is there. I mean, I can't, yeah, it, I can't knock a person for taking their guy, because if your guy goes off, you're going to be mad that you skipped him.
0: You can only play so many wide but you, receivers. Yeah,
2: exactly. You can only play so many wide, receivers but, so many wide receivers. but we'll see what, what the champ is going to do here. I mean, I wouldn't be mad even if you took Ingram. Ingram is going to be back, that, that's what I would think. That's,
1: that's why he's at the top of my queue right now. And the running backs that I want, I'm hoping that all these guys go. The, the next running back that I will take will be this guy. We're not going to say it. We're going to keep this suspense, suspense going, even though it, we know this is not live. And then I could play around and go.
2: If you, uh, want, if you want to take Evan Ingram now, you can later consider going Troutman, Juwan Johnson, where yeah. you, still, you still take that Saints tight end. Room, you know. All right, ten seconds left. What you got?
1: Oh man, I really want to take Marquise Brown. I really do. I really do. Got to really make do. a choice. But I'm, not. I'm not gonna take Marquise Brown. We're
0: gonna go. So you're
2: gonna recap this uh, this last round. Yeah. Let's recap. Well, for
0: one, I want to see what the pick is because it hasn't come up for me. So wait, you, did we recap the ninth round? I so we need to recap nine and
2: yeah,
0: ten. Yeah, Well, I'm gonna show the board, but you just took Evan Ingram um, to start the eleventh round, but you took Jalen. Hurts in the 10th round. uh, Did you feel like if you took Jalen Hurts right there, he wouldn't have come back to you with the quarterbacks that are already taken off the board?
1: Absolutely. Again, when I'm in a room and I'm concerned that, you know, it's maybe novice drafting or people who are drafting, uh, I don't want to say they're not skilled because anybody can win and people, you know, kind of draft based off of how they believe. And I don't want to tell anyone that they're wrong. Mm -hmm. We won't know until the end of the season. But Just based on, for me, on the feel of this room, I felt like this is a room that was probably going to start reaching at their second quarterback sooner rather than later. Once sort of kind of the common name guys go, that's Mm -hmm. when people start kind of getting a bit flustered and thinking to themselves, okay, well, I'm really not sure who I want or I feel like I can get this guy so much later or he's way overvalued. Let Mm -hmm. me just lock in my second quarterback because I like the name of that quarterback.
0: You're better than me because if I had won twice and twice in a row – Oh, I, oh, I'd be walking around here telling people, this is how you need to draft. i right, will right. be walking around here like a parent a, of a valedictorian. And, and
1: look, this is the thing. Every year is different. And mm. I approach every year like it's this again. A clean slate. Down, it's a clean slate. And so yeah. what I'm trying to do is understand the landscape of this year. What's going on in the NFL? What's going on in the draft room? What do ADPs look like? And then I try to figure things out.
0: You got to enjoy being the king while you're the king.
1: I mean... I enjoy trying to win more trophies.
0: Right. But
1: I don't care about <laughs> I really don't care about these guys. The bet the wa- be- I'm looking for 20...
2: the best trophy is the next trophy. Exactly. You know. You're better than me. Um All right, so round ten. No, we still need to recap round nine, I believe.
0: Round nine. Yeah, yeah, All right. Yeah. So round nine, Rojo. We chose Rojo in a first uh I mean out of the uh first position then we got Melvin Gordon. Uh, Michael Carter, Naheen Himes, I feel like I went over these, James Conner, Maybe you did. Maybe Jamal did. Williams, Kenyon Drake, uh, Brandon Cooks, then we got Mike Williams, DJ Shark, uh, Zach Moss, and then Mike Gusecki. Okay,
1: so before you gotta go, okay, so we had a lot of guys uh, in this round go, I think, uh, at some significant value, or at least lower than their ADP uh, has been. Michael Carter, we're starting to see that he's not getting a lot of run. I, mm-hmm. I don't want any mark. Michael Carter. I don't, I don't, you same. Know, I'm not even looking at him as a guy to stash. I just don't want it. Like, he's mm-hmm. I mean, just a wasted ninth round pick to me. You go have at it. I didn't
0: think he looked great in the preseason, what? personally, but keep Michael going. Carter. Yeah. Really? I not think he looked great. You no, know, he looked mm.
1: good, but I just, you know, just that, so. it's one thing if you're in, like, you know, you're in Javante Williams situation. Another thing if you're with the Jets, I don't, I just, you know, I'm not a fan. Mm-hmm. James Connor, you know, don't mind in the ninth. Jamal Williams, don't mind in the ninth. Kenyon Drake, uh, you know, I'm kind of iffy here on. Brandon Cooks, I like again. Cooks, number one yeah. Wide receiver on the on team, even though people think the Texans are terrible. Mm-hmm. Except Dale. we know Dale doesn't believe that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> rep. Mike Williams, again, seeing him going to ninth. Uh, you good? DJ Chark was just taken. This is one of the guys I've seen fall. You know, uh, quite you know precipitously. Mm-hmm. Injury, you know, team, you know, the situation of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Understandable. Zach Moss again. I'm not
2: touching. Has Marvin Jones one. been picked? Oh, he was just picked. He was wow. Picked, yeah. Okay. And then
1: Mike Geseki. So, why don't you go over the tenth
0: round? All right. So in the tenth round, uh, I guess we started with Jalen Hurts. No, 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 no. I, no, no. no. Start with oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Sony Michelle, uh, Tony Pollard, Will Fuller, Michael Pittman, who we who we've already talked about. Gerald Everett, who I don't like going in the tenth round. Uh, Matthew Stafford, who I also don't like going in the tenth round. Uh, Jacoby Myers. Elijah Moore. Then we got Joe Burrow, Darnell Mooney, who's kind of crept up. Uh, Alexander Madison, who I think people are drafting in the tenth, based on last year. And then we finished off the tenth round, round with Jalen Hurts.
2: So, so real quick, going back to Baxter in the two hole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just realized they took another running back. You know, yeah. so they have. And, he, and Madison was more of a handcuff. Up, yeah, he locked up that backfield. Yeah, he yeah. he locked up the the Vikings backfield and he locked up the Broncos backfield. But again, he waited to take his... And he, he just took his wide receiver two, but the wide receiver two he took was a, a wide receiver on the same team as his wide receiver one.
0: Right, right. So he
2: has CeeDee Lamb, and he took Michael Gallup. So look who his quarterback is. Oh, I mean, I see it. He stacked. The I, top I mean, that, his, that's yeah. a true stack, yeah. but... I will say this. Oh no. not know. So let's, let's look.
1: So you can tell yourself certain scenarios, and I can tell myself a scenario where this team is legit. Okay? For instance, you have Dalvin Cook. That's not a hard pick. Uh, George Kittle uh, coming back at 211. CD CeeDee Lamb, you know, everyone's on CD Lamb. Miles Sanders falling to, you know, towards the back end of the fourth. Javante Williams, okay, you know, you, we can call it a reach, but he's not coming back to him. Maybe he just believes in John, Javante Williams, or he believes in that backfield. Kareem Hunt is the pick where I, you know, would not have gone. But if Nick Chubb gets hurt, okay, mm. I mean. League winner. League, league winner, okay. Yeah. And then you got Dak Prescott, and everybody's kind of been depressed on Dak Prescott because of the questionable injury. Dallas Goddard, you know, you know, you know I'm high on Dak Scott. I can't be mad at him for taking Dallas Carter uh, when I would have taken Dallas Carter with the very next pick, so right. and then you get Melvin Gordon, and if you're one of these guys who's just like, I like this backfield because I like their offensive line, I like their offensive philosophy when it comes to running.
0: same
3: you know I'm he, here on that yeah.
1: yeah, so he's basically locking up backfields and he has Miles Sanders in there, okay, and then his second wide receiver is Michael Gallup, and if Mari Cooper is not healthy, he gets injured. So you again, you can tell yourself stories as long as you can tell yourself a narrative, you know. And again, this is I think a guy with the badge. Let me confirm again. The
2: problem is the problem is you're playing the the problem is you're playing the what if game. Yeah, too many what ifs. Exactly, Exactly. way too many what ifs. So and (laughs) and and I'm not mad at the 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 picks. I'm mad at the construction. Yeah, that's what. And I'm not even mad. I just don't – it's not something I w- I think is, is ideal, Yeah, you yeah. know. I, 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 do not I mean, I, I feel like he's had plenty of opportunities to really solidify that yeah. wide receiver two spot. Yeah. He could have got Gallup still, yeah. but mm-hmm. he could have, in one of those running back slots, take. really, he didn't need Goddard. And, again, he might have just strictly did that to, to snipe you, which I get, man, don't let Abby win. But, anyways, he might have <laughs> did that to snipe you, but um, I think he could have got a wide receiver. He could have got Galladay there.
1: He could have got – so he could have had Galladay. He could have had Mike Williams, Gallup.
2: Cooks. He could have – exactly, that's what I'm saying. So he could have had both of them.
1: To hurt my team. <laughs> and, and
2: that's why I think he might have did that yeah, for spite. Yeah. Because he could have had a, a, the him. those same type of guys that y'all just spoke yeah. on, but maybe not picked one of the running backs or not pick Goddard, got a, a higher end or a higher potential wide receiver, and this team would have looked a lot better to me. Yeah. So I'm not really sure what Baxter did, but, you know. And his yeah. name is not back, so we're trying to be polite. Right. Um <laughs> my, my boy Philip Lindsay just went on the twelve oh one. Um I may take David Johnson. I did not even realize he hadn't been picked yet. I did. And oh, I know wow. you all disagree
0: about David Johnson versus Philip Lindsay yeah. in that backfield. We're just disrespecting. Yeah, I am uh, hitting that reverse. I'm not back <laughs> on up. Okay. Well, I mean I, but but
2: but keep in mind when we were t- seeing David Johnson go before. He was going, like, in the yeah, eighth round, yeah. right, you know, right. eighth, ninth. This is the twelfth round.
0: Yeah.
3: yeah.
2: And if he gets back to you, you can really get him in the thirteenth round. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to argue against that because here's the thing, man. We've said it. Football is a game of attrition. Everybody's looking at these depth charts for the way they look now. Stop. I mean, I'm not going to say stop doing that, but come on. Be a little bit more, Um, you know, uh. Farsighted.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: know that guys are gonna get hurt. Guys are gonna get replaced. Yeah. things happen. So just because a guy's in a, a muddy situation now, something can happen. Like look at Gus Edwards. When we were oh, taking man. him before, we mm-hmm. were like, okay, he's not the starter. He's had to deal yeah. with Dobbins, you know, whatever. Now look at how he's going, yeah. all because of one injury. Yeah, you know. So
1: and this is the thing. So number one, my based on my eyes, again, and I've been someone, you know, I was not happy with the, the with the David Johnson. DeAndre Hopkins' trade, I and mean, it, it, it was more based on the trade and not necessarily the players, but I also felt like David Johnson, you know. Was, well, everybody in
2: Houston loved Hopkins anyway. Like, there's but, nothing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But
1: I felt like he, I felt David Johnson was, like, running in mud for a period of time. But based on, like, what I've seen over, like, the last year, to me that was more injury-related. Mm-hmm. And I feel like David Johnson is the best running back for our particular offensive line. I do. Mm-hmm. I, you know, watching the last three preseason games and knowing how Philip Lindsay runs, I don't think that this is a good system for him. Hmm. So this is why I've sort of kind of transitioned back, especially now that we are giving David Johnson, like in the twelve, thirteen. People just don't want. People don't want that backfield whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and, and that's not, where the value's yeah, at when people do not, stuff we're not like even that. Six months removed mm-hmm. from him scoring twenty plus fantasy points in like three straight games. Right. We're not We're not six months removed from
2: that. Let me do a, People don't uh, want to recognize that. Let me do a quick recap of the 11th round. Um, so, again, Abby took uh, Evan Ingram at 11-1. Followed that by Gallup, we, we just spoke on with Baxter. Um, Ramondre Stevenson went in the third hole. Miko Hardeman, James White, Trey Lance, who actually is Team 6-only quarterback at the moment. Uh, Marvin Jones went in the seventh hole. Devin Singletary, who I like, Um, J.D. McKissick went, Uh, Russell Gage, Henry Ruggs, and Hollywood Brown went at the 11-12.
1: So remember what I talked about, you know, trying to, again, understand the room that you're in and the reason that I went ahead and took Jalen Hurts in the 10th. So we already have a number of teams that have doubled up on quarterbacks. The Patrick Mahomes owner decided they wanted to take in the 12th round Ryan
3: Tannehill.
2: I don't – there's there's that, only that, one reason yes. there's only one reason why I would I could understand that and that's for people that are concerned somebody might miss a game due to maybe some like a COVID situation or something like that. But honestly, I don't play fantasy like that. I'm not going to take a guy as high as Patrick Mahomes. Honestly, if I took Patrick Mahomes, I don't think I'll take another uh, quarterback at all. Yeah. If I did take one, probably at the very end of the draft. But there's never going to be a situation where you're going to sit Patrick Mahomes and play Tannehill. Yeah. Ever,
3: mm-hmm.
2: like ever, I don't care if Mahomes is having a bad streak. Yes. You're still gonna play Mahomes.
1: Because partly because and David Johnson just went, partly because mm. you invested so much into that pick. There's real only quick, one, real quick. Only one guy that I want here. Do, do you want me to say your cue? Don't say. It. Okay, I don't won't say, say it.
2: I won't say. <laughs> I'm happy that
1: all these other guys went ahead of him. Okay. <laughs> like I, I don't. I don't mind. Don't. I'm glad they took David Johnson. I'm glad they took Tevin Coleman. I'm glad they took Kenneth Gainwell. I'm fine with them taking Damian Williams. There's only one guy that I wanted to fall back to me.
2: All right. I think this is a good time to take Tyson, to be honest with you. By the way, it's not Tyson. It's Tyson.
1: Tyson or Tony Jones? You like Tyson I, I, because I, he has current value.
2: Bam. Okay. I think Tony Jones you can pitch? get later.
1: This is my word.
2: Yeah. Can Gus catch? I don't know. I think but, out of the two... And I don't even know if Tyson Uh, can catch. I think Tyson can catch better than Gus can, you know? And that's another reason why I like Tyson because I feel like out of the two, he would be the receiving back. Mm. Out of the two, you know?
1: So this is where I'm Oh, they took your guy. Terrence, I'm not,
2: you know, I'm... You you come back on him a little bit?
1: I'm not a Terrence Marshall guy. Okay. I'm more uh, trying to understand, you know, I want to understand, not understand, I want to appreciate his effect Okay. On the other players there, okay. the other wide receivers. Okay. So he's not a player that I want to draft, but he's a reason that I don't draft DJ Moore where he's going. Or, or So real uh, quick, on, on,
2: on Abby's queue, he has Darrington to Evans, Tony Jones, and Tyson uh, Williams.
1: Okay. And again, I only have one tight end who's not healthy. But this is a situation where I don't feel like I need to reach. Mm-hmm. I have plenty of guys later on in the back of my mind that I'm going to take. Like I
2: said, those Saints tight ends are still so, there.
1: Yeah, so you got to understand, you know, this is where you want to be careful about saying, okay, you know, this is where I'm switching from value-based drafting. or not that. Well, I guess I'm still value-based drafting. But mm-hmm. well, I'm, not bad, I'm not drafting based off of needs, you know. And, you know towards the next round is where I'm going to really have to start considering that.
2: Mm-hmm. By the way, another reason why I didn't say go Tony Jones here because Latavius hasn't been picked yet. I, I still think people yeah. might see Latavis as over Tony Jones. Yeah. So, Explain
0: uh, this Darrington Evans pick, though. Like, why Darrington Evans so here?
1: This is a this is a... I, and I think everyone else is on it for this reason. But no one has really just, you know, vocalized it. People don't want to put it out in the air. And I, and I don't want. But I have not drafted a lot of Derrick Henry. Okay? Mm. I've been very hesitant to. Mm-hmm. Like, most people, I'm worried about the workload.
3: Right. Okay? Right.
1: So, if I'm not going to draft a lot of Derrick Henry, the only way he doesn't succeed, really, is if he gets hurt. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay? Or if he misses games, for whatever reason. So, if he misses games, I've seen enough from Darrington Evans to realize that he can be a three-down back. Mm-hmm. Not from the standpoint of getting the workload of Derrick Henry, but he can play on first down, second down, and he can catch the ball out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brian Hill's, for the most part, pretty much gone. Okay?
2: Mm-hmm. No, he, I think he's on IR. He's, he's, on, I, he's, he's, hurt. On, he's on IR. Right, and, and they cut... Um, they cut the, one of the other guys, yeah. too. It was... JV Hawkins yeah. that everybody loves.
0: Yeah yeah. yeah,
3: yeah. It was a
1: brief preview mm-hmm. in that preseason game before he kind of pulled up limp. Sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was a brief preview
1: before he pulled up limp. Uh, but I saw what I needed to see uh, from the standpoint of, okay, if he, if Derrick Henry were to go down, mm-hmm. this is a handcuff that I want. Okay. Okay. So, again, potential league winner. Gotcha.
3: you.
2: So so okay so Abby we're in the 13th round we're in the late rounds it's really not about ADP at this point it's really just about the guys you want and how you want to fin- finalize or finish up your 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 roster construction what are you thinking you have seven more picks okay one of them has to at least be a defense one has one to be of a them kicker. has to be a kicker <laughs> right so in reality you have five picks to play with now mm-hmm. I'm not even saying you can't double up on kicker defense which I don't mm-hmm. think you will but you have five picks to play with. Mm-hmm. How do, you see your, your, how do you envision yourself using those five picks? I know one of them you want to get a tight end. So tight end at least is going to knock out one of them and maybe even probably, two of them. I'm
1: probably going to get two tight ends.
2: So, okay, so two tight ends. So your other three picks, do you have an idea yet or are you just going to see how it falls? Likely there will be a running back as well. Okay, and so then, two tight ends, three running backs.
1: And then if I can get, if, I can, if, I, if I'm happy with what I've chosen and I like the quarterbacks that are available to me, I may end up getting another quarterback. Okay. So, so
2: two tight ends, two running backs, one quarterback. That's how you see it. Okay.
1: And so, again, and this is, again, you know, kind of looking at the board in terms of what's gone off. Again, teams have just doubled up on quarterbacks. So this, you just got to understand that. So Trevor Lawrence, you know, he, I don't mind taking him in the 13th round as a you know second uh, quarterback. Usually when I'm drafting someone like Jalen Hurts, I'm usually always taking a second quarterback, but a high upside quarterback. So, it's either like a Trevor Lawrence, ideally a Trey Lance if he's not too early. Uh, what other Justin quarterbacks are on the board? The only other quarterback that I would consider taking likely at this at this time Tua? would be Tua. Tua, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: yeah. I like Tua. Yeah.
1: So, I, my hand may be forced, uh, given kind of what's going on with the tight end position. Uh, you know, Juwan is a hot name, so I would not be surprised to see him. The, the,
2: the only reason I suggested Juwan is because... If no, you no, take, I I want Juwan. Yeah, you can take <laughs> Troutman and Juwan and lock right. up that yeah. New Orleans tight end for me. Um, for, for me, when
1: is this getting posted?
2: Hopefully uh, <laughs> Thursday or Friday. For
1: me, I, for me, I'm honestly, I'm I'm off Troutman. I'm 100 percent on Juwan. Okay, all right, yeah, all right, 100. And again, this is one of those like it's a speculation play. Like, it's like, so you think you think Juwan's game.
2: gonna take Troutman's job? That's kinda... no, 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 no. Oh,
1: so. I think that Jawan is the receiving tight end. I think he hmm. is playing the Jared Cook role. Gotcha. I think that they don't have a lot of tight ends available. And that one of the few tight ends that can really block, and they're going to be a running team, mm-hmm. uh, or at least you know, be
2: uh, run-based,
1: one of the few tight ends that can block is Troutman.
2: They also have Nick Veneto, who's hurt. He's, yeah, hurt. he's, hurt. he's hurt. But I but. think
1: out of necessity, they need uh, Troutman to block. Got gotcha. you. And so, with you know, obviously, Jawan being a converted, uh, you know, tight end from wide receiver, he can just fill that role nicely. And that's what we've seen in the preseason. So I, just, I can't just, to, that.
2: just to, so two things. Yeah. Just to put it out there, I did see a clip late night yeah. mm-hmm. surfing the internet. I don't even know how I got to it.
0: Surfing the, the internet. Yeah, yeah,
2: I think it was me trying to look at my Dynasty waiver claims, but I saw a clip of Jameis Winston in the off season um, working out as far as throwing passes to Troutman and Juwan. And it's funny because at the time, the, the video I saw, they, they considered Juwan a wide receiver. So they're mm-hmm. like the tight end Adam Troutman and the wide receiver Juwan. Take that however you want to take it. Mm-hmm. I'm not alluding to anything. That's just something I saw. That's number one. All number right. two, I'm going to put it out there for my dynasty people, okay? Had to get something for We dynasty, talked about, well, Abby just talked about Darrington Evans, who again, I agree, he looked great. But do not sleep. And this guy is tiny, small, like Jared, Jared Patterson, small, maybe smaller. But this is a guy named Makai Sargent. Oh, yeah. Look this guy up, okay? Compact player, but he plays big. And he played very well, and he made the team. So, Darren Evanson's has had injury concerns in the past. He was hurt last year. Yeah. You know, he was hurt. He's hurt now, or he was just recently hurt. I don't know if he's healthy now. Don't sleep on Sergeant. I'm just I'm just putting it out there in the world. All right. Okay, so. All right. Anyway, look, what did I tell y'all? Latavius Murray was just taken. So people still look at Murray over Tony Jones. I wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised they double up though. So yeah. you want to do a recap of the round?
0: All right. So let's go with the thirteenth round. Wait, did we recap twelve? We recap twelve. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so let's go Tyson Williams, uh, Devontae Parker, Trevor Lawrence is off the board, uh, Hunter Henry. Uh, someone finally takes a defense, uh, takes the Washington defense. Devontae Booker, who I'm high on considering that Saquon it seems to be okay, but
1: – Yeah, I, I watched enough of Devontae. i I'd like, not drafted him. Was that the
2: Booker owner that took him?
0: It I mean, the, was that the box owner that no, took
2: Booker? No, no,
0: no, no, no that's Zeke
2: owner. Because even uh, if
1: Saquon is out, what I've seen from Devontae is just basically like he's not going to really offer you much. So I would not like enjoy starting. That. Shout
2: out to Shelly if you're listening. They took your boy Rondell Moore in the 14th round. I know it's like killing you inside because I know you would have taken him like the 10th, but uh, he's <laughs> falling to the 14th. The I know, <laughs> I know. I was going to actually bring him up, but he he was yeah, taken, so.
1: Yeah, I know, I, I can't. I, I'm down with
2: wide receivers. Yeah. Depending. We'll see. <laughs> so,
0: after Devontae Booker, we got uh, Gronk coming off the board. Uh, Jared Cook. Mark Ingram is off in the 13th.
2: He shot up boards.
0: He shot up, man. People are
2: just so confused with the Texans' backfield, honestly.
3: Yeah, Go yeah.
1: Look, man. Marking room is done. He's not going to mm-hmm. make it, you know, more than three, four games. He's just done. Just he's got that like kind of short area quickness that like makes you that think, That burst. yeah, mm-hmm. that makes you think, burst. oh, like he's got a lot of energy because that's the type of person he is. Mm-hmm. He's this jovial, high energy person. Yeah, but when you actually look at him trying to hit the hole. It's gone. It's, it's, it's not there. Yeah. So there's no way they're going to be able just to sit here and, and give Mark Ingram 10-plus carries a game and think that it's going to be effective.
0: I got you. I got you. you, know, you know,
1: <sighs> there's a reason that, you know, Baltimore was like – I mean, part of it was J.K., obviously. There's I, a reason Baltimore was like, look, you know.
2: I see Brian Edwards was taken here in this 14th round, and I, I've seen some drafts he hasn't even been drafted. So he's starting to get a little bit more respect. Yeah. Has, has Ruggs been – oh, yeah, Ruggs has been taken. So. Yeah, Why are have... they ta- – oh, okay, look, everybody. The guy in the eighth hole just took Irv Smith. Please keep up with NFL news. (laughs) Irv Smith is out for the the season. season, He's done. This man just wasted. I I say man. It it could be a female, so I don't want to be, you know, sexist. But they just took – they just made a wasted pick right there. Don't do that, okay? Irv Smith is done for the season. He's not coming back. Like, nothing's happening there.
3: So,
0: So just to finish off uh, this round – uh, we got the uh, the Rams defense coming off the board, Latavius Murray, and then Blake Jarwin finishing off the thirteenth round, and then we start the fourteenth with Brian Edwards, Rondell Moore. Then we get our first kicker off the board, which is which is Justin Tucker. And then Trevor Hubbard. Somebody took Irv Smith. Although he already had two tight ends. What about uh, Conklin? And then Kobe. You're going to sit there? This,
1: this, this, this is why I literally have not been worried about tight end whatsoever. I, I, I got I just, so it many literally just hit. Here. And that's my guy. Like, yeah. we got Dan Orton. Apo- look, 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 Tyler Conklin,
2: yeah. if you're listening DeLon to this guys. show, I apologize. Yeah. Like, I should have been put it out there.
1: We got Joanne. I, we, I got, we got so many. Oh. Guys okay, okay. Worry. And really, the one guy that I'm 100% going to take and even reach for here. Is a guy that like I probably own. He's probably my highest owned player because you sold me on him, and then I started kind of thinking about the idea.
0: Tight end whisper.
1: OJ Howard.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. So yeah. As a re- as a I used to t- I used to
2: talk about him a lot, yeah. huh? Yeah, yeah. I I talked about, few, about him there's in a, a while. Few
1: reason why I like OJ Howard. Number one, he's running with the starters. Mm-hmm. Okay, that means they're gonna be running at times two tight end sets. That twelve personnel or. You know, Gronk may be off the field, because we don't expect Gronk to play 100%. Gronk has
2: always been hurt, except and, for last year. Yeah. Get into that.
1: We get into that. So, especially in FFPC, I get a free preview. Mm-hmm. What if he scores three for 60 in a touchdown? That's what
2: we talked about last week. Remember when I was telling yes. y'all that first game of the week, I mean of the season? That's next week, actually. You're going to see what happens with the Bucs and Cowboys players. If he does well, you put him in your lineup. Yeah. Sterling trash, Shepard. Sterling Shepard
0: just went in the fourteen. Oh, yeah. I know we talked about him in the group chat. Yeah, yeah.
2: Dial, is is Sterling Shepard in the fourteen? Value
0: or he, he's a
2: major him? value because Daniel Jones that's one of Daniel Jones' favorite targets. Not, right at, right
1: 90, not at
2: this though. Yeah, I mean, not at the 14th, right? yeah, I, for me at this point, guys just go wherever they go. Okay. But um, he Daniel Jones has, has a major rapport with them. He had a major rapport with them last year. Wow. All these other guys have been hurt, um, <laughs> and he's. he's about lo- to see the next one. <laughs> and, he's about this and he's looked good, you know, he's looked good. So, don't forget Sterling Shepard one pick away, and Tony Jones is still on the board. I'm just putting it out you there. saw, you saw who just went right, Alex Collins. Alex Collins, yeah, just went. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so what about what about remember? We talked about Ty Johnson on the pod a couple weeks ago.
1: So, he's the one I'm drafting late round, okay. I, I don't understand. He literally has started pretty much every preseason, yeah, he's, game he started, yeah. yeah. And he plays significant. Character. I don't know. What people are looking. like, like I was
2: laughing at you that day, but he like he's actually been playing. He looks and, good. He and doesn't look bad. So. I think yeah. it's
1: because I'm a I'm a I'm a Longhorn, and I saw him like rip up. He played for Maryland, and this is like when we thought we were just going to run over Maryland, and they somehow beat us. Of course, typical
0: Longhorn fashion. All right, um, so okay. you're on the clock, Dial. Do you want to give us the uh, the the Q uh, list?
2: Okay, real quick. The Q is very short at the moment. It's only Tony Jones and Tua and so, gonna, and Tua Tua Tunga Valoa. Yeah.
1: And I'm going to add some players to this queue. So, here again is
2: where I have options. Um, I, don't I think, I think th- you just took Tua. Say what? Did you just take Tua? No, no, no. I'm not taking Tua. Why did Tua get off the queue? You took him I, off? I took him off Okay. Yeah. Tua is no longer on the queue. He's been replaced <laughs> by Austin Hooper. And? And Juwan Johnson. I forgot about Austin Hooper. There's a lot of tight ends still out there, man. There's still no, a no, lot. No. Um, like, you can honestly wait if you want, but I don't know if you want to do I that. I am. Right.
1: But this is the thing. I don't want to wait on Juwan. Got you. Got you. Yeah, I you, know, feel you. Right now, we're just playing for upside. Right, right. Mm-hmm. right. And Hooper's kind of a safe 15 late. seconds. OJ doesn't get drafted in certain situations. So you're going
2: to double up on Saints right here. So he just took Tony Jones. Yeah. Like I told you, he was able to come back, which he did. And um, I think he said he's going to take Juwan Johnson here as well. Juwan
0: Johnson. So, All right. All right. So just looking at the board right now, Dio, let's go back through. We are, we are in the 15th. Yeah. Tell me where you would have done something different. Like tell me for where For Abby's? Yes, for Abby's. Um,
2: Singh. let me see.
0: You personally, what I, would you I, have done I, different?
2: Again, I wouldn't have went Galladay. Okay. I would've felt like all my wide receivers, those first five wide receivers were so strong that I was going to always play four mm-hmm. if not three of those guys all the time. Okay. But again, Gall- Galladay is kind of Abby's guy, so I get it. I, I'm an advocate of if you have your guy out there, regardless of the way your roster looks, get your guy. Because mm-hmm. you don't want to see your guy going off on another person's team because you're like, by the way, and this is a tangent. I should
1: take him in the ninth
2: round. <laughs> this this, <laughs> this ninth is round. a tangent. I was on Darren Waller a couple years ago, right? Right. Um, but that was a time where people were kind of like not sure about Waller. Mm-hmm. He 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 was new to the Raiders. He came from the Ravens. He converted wide receiver to tight end. People were like, we don't know. But I heard so much good things about him. At the end of the season as far as practice. So I knew he had this blow of potential. Um, but I felt like other people didn't know. Mm-hmm. So I skipped him. I was like, okay, I can probably pick him off the waiver. Yeah. Bruh. <laughs> Somebody else took him and they won the league. Smash with Waller. Yeah, Smash. Yeah. Since that day, I was like, never again. Yeah, like, I yeah. don't care. If I, if I believe in a person, I'm taking that person if I have the opportunity. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't have taken Gale. Other than that Who pick, would you have taken in that pick, though? Um, I put a. I probably would have just took another dart at a running back, AJ Dillon. if
1: AJ Dillon fell to me, I probably, I probably still would have taken. Gallaudet. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure I, I, I
2: probably would have just took a dart at. A, I, I mean, I, I like Melvin Gordon. I like Melvin Gordon. You taking me too. I, I like Melvin Gordon. Okay. I feel like he has some value. Okay. It might not be for the full season, but he's going to be u- uh, useful mm-hmm. for a certain amount of t- time. Um, and again, I, I don't, I don't have a problem with Galladay at all. Again, it's just more about roster construction. Mm-hmm. I don't know when Abby's going to be able to play Galladay. Because right. the only way in my mind he's going to be able to play is if one of those four or five wide receivers just fail for him, and I mm-hmm. don't see that happening. Yeah, you know I feel like all of them are. I mean AJ Brown, come on, Justin Jefferson. I'm never going to sit those guys. Yeah. What and about the lo- Evan Ingram pick though? Like, would you have ch-
0: taken Evan Ingram in the 11th? I would have. Yeah. Okay,
2: so you agree with that? Because uh, because uh, at that point I think it's more about value. If Evan Ingram wasn't hurt. Mm-hmm. he looked
1: good he's look, he looked good in that preseason game yeah. like from a standpoint of just like being like healthy and I know he's not healthy now but he looked good I yeah. don't need him to be healthy all year right I, right I a, again we keep, we keep we keep speaking year. that
2: everybody's worrying about injuries yeah. leading up to week one it is yeah. a seven well, 18 week season yeah. right I don't need to and other people before. are going to get hurt if you're scared yeah. about injuries just don't play fantasy right like right. Right. literally just don't play fantasy because people are going to get hurt so
1: this is where and this is where roster construction comes into play yeah because I love that I have a starting lineup that I feel comfortable with, mm-hmm. and then I have players on my bench that, if somebody gets hurt, now I have options. Killers. I can play, you have some killers, I can play not matchups. just options. I can
2: mm-hmm. play, you know, yeah.
1: like I can play game scripts. I can play. I can do so much with this roster that it has afforded me right. because of how we've been able to build it. The only thing that you know that I think kind of just hurt us was not getting a tight end, and I knew the risk. Mm-hmm. But once Andrews didn't make it back to me,
2: don't worry. You have the tight end whisper here. <laughs> yes, sir. I was just playing. I, yes, I, 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 I hate that term tight end whisper, but I, we were, we were talking about our group chat, so we were, we were goofing yeah. around about it. But don't worry, no, we'll figure out tight end. That's not a big deal. Yeah. Um But I, I like the rest of his build. Honestly, yeah. I love it. If, if I would have stopped him if I think he was doing something yeah. kind of outlandish.
1: And if I'm going to miss it a position, it's going to be the RB2 position. Paris
2: Campbell just went, by the way, yeah. fellas. Mm-hmm. Or it's going to be
1: the tight end position. People All right. miss a tight end every year.
0: All right, so the 15th round just completed. Started off with Jawan Johnson, then Zach Ertz went off. Emmanuel Sanders, T.Y. Hilton. Then you're gonna be happy with that Jawan Johnson pick. I agree. Tyrell Williams, Austin Hooper is off the board. Tariq Cohen, despite being injured, is off the board. Uh, we got the is Tampa Is Cohen Bay. on the
2: pup or is he on the IR? He's on. He's on pup. So he's gone for, yeah. for six weeks. Yeah. Okay.
0: Uh, Tampa Bay uh, defense is off the board. Nelson Aguilar. Pittsburgh defenses off the board. Uh, Paris Campbell and Darrell Williams. Yeah. So All right.
1: I also wanted to just mention this real quick, kind of picking back up off of what we already said. Is that we are now like in the you know final week or so before the season. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about ADP, okay? Mm. From a, especially, especially in these mid to later rounds. You know these guys like Tyson Williams and Tony Jones. You can say, oh man. I, I'm kind of high on those guys, but mm-hmm. their ADPs are so further down. Mm-hmm. I'm either gonna one, you know, risk it and wait, or two, think to myself that you know maybe maybe they aren't worth a 13th, 14th round pick. No, nah, I forget that. You're, there's only one week left. If you feel like Tony Jones is the clear cut backup or the more valuable mm-hmm. backup, then go draft him. Don't don't draft you know Latavius Murray over him. Draft Tony Jones. Don't be scared to draft these guys two or three rounds ahead of ADP. Go get you your know, guys. Go man. get it. It's The later rounds is where you, especially, you go get your guys.
0: What rounds do you start to have that mindset, though? Like, is it literally the 13th round,
2: or do you guys go higher? For me, it's right when the double digits, like 11, 12. Right when the double digits hit. Okay. Because, again, all your starters are filled. You now have a couple of depth players now. Mm -hmm. So, now it's just really about just... And it's 18th
1: round.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, again, it's... This, again... Troutman just went... And it's a spectrum, okay. It's mm-hmm. not saying like always go get your guys. But we just talked about OJ Howard. Mm-hmm. I know that OJ Howard goes undrafted in certain leagues. I know when I look at the ADP board, he is way down there, and I know that there has been no news of recent to mm-hmm. suggest that you know people are going to start thinking about him in a more positive light. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to wait till the very end of the draft, given my state of tight end, but I'm also not going to you know take him in the 13th, 14th round because of all the reasons that we talked about right. why I like OJ Howard right now. Mm-hmm. So.
2: And really, the positive light that we were only concerned about from the jump, and or me specifically, was just his health. Yeah. yeah. Once I knew he was healthy, mm-hmm. I was all aboard O.J. Howard because, I mean, he came off an Achilles injury. The same thing we're concerned about with Cam Akers right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and Marlon Mack obviously came back too. But once we know he's he's out there practicing, he, he avoided a pup to start training camp, mm-hmm. and he played, played in the preseason. Yeah, and don't forget his quarterback is Tom Brady, man. Tom Brady makes everybody look good. <laughs>
0: so we're in the sixth round. Somebody and we... just
2: doubled up on tight end. I mean, on defense. And that's what I was about two to bring up. Two teams did. Yes. I Didn't notice it.
0: Yeah, So we're in the sixteenth round, and we already have what six defenses off the board. When do you guys tend to draft defenses? I know we talked about them last week, but in in a draft like this where two teams have doubled up on defense, when do you typically like to like pull the trigger on a defense?
1: Uh, so for me, it just depends on the defenses available, uh, and there are certain defenses that I want to target. Usually, it's not until 16th, 17th round. 15th, 16th round is even pushing it. But I like San Francisco. So once I kind of start seeing, uh, once I kind of start seeing those other, you know, defenses go, and like I'm in the 17th round, and I think I may have a shot at uh, San Francisco, mm-hmm. and I'm worried that they may not make it back to me because I like their schedule so much. I'll take them there. Okay. okay? probably as early as the sixteenth, but really I'm trying to avoid and it, it depends on like my team, it depends on like the other players that are available on the board. Again, we're getting to, a you know kind of a, a time frame right now where the board is really tightening up and there's just not a lot of just value that, you know, you know, just a, a whole list of guys that you can choose from. So it makes it harder to
2: kinda of reach The team on that guys. took Burrow as a second quarterback just took Mac Jones as a third quarterback. Which is uh, nuts. I, I'm not yeah. feeling that. No. Um uh, as far as me, mm-hmm. I I'm a I'm a weight. I just wait. You know, I, I, I like two stream defenses. Mm-hmm. Um it's probably not optimal strategy for everybody, but that's just my thing. Um I Go like to, to teams. I, I like <laughs> <laughs> I like because for me I, I I feel like we always go into the season thinking we know who the top defenses are, Mm -hmm. but come to find out five weeks later, like into like week five, we had no idea, you know, or we were just off. So I I do scramble in the early weeks to figure out who one of the top defenses is and grab them. Mm -hmm. But going into a draft, I just take a guy that probably has like a good matchup week one or week two. So for me, I like Denver. I like San Francisco. Like Abby said, Uh, I like Carolina. Mm -hmm. They're playing the Jets, you know, and and Zach Wilson's look good, but he's still a rookie. Yeah, a rookie head coach. You know, um, by the way, Abby's about to pick real quick um, on his cue. OJ Howard, Dan Arnold, Tyler Conklin, um, Jared Patterson from the uh, the Washington football team. Denver defense, like I just brought up, Bateman, who was on IR, who will be back in three weeks. Um, he just scooted to attack Tunga Valoa up to the top, which means he's probably going to take him soon. And then Nico Collins from my beloved Texans. Yes, sir. And, and he's on the clock.
1: So I really want to take Denver defense here, but. This team does not allow me to just sort of kind of do that. Uh, I can't risk not getting my boy O.J. Howard. As Mm -hmm. silly as that may sound, Mm -hmm. for me, that is an important pick. And understanding how much I think, how much upside I feel Tua may potentially have to see him here in the 17th round and knowing that I can, okay, at least I have a comfortable quarterback position. Because remember, this isn't this, you know, FFPC and just leagues in general – you know, in 2021 versus, you know, 2015, 2016, mm-hmm. people are carrying two quarterbacks, especially yeah. because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So, the idea that I can just, okay, okay, you know, I can just go to the waiver wire and pick up a quarterback based off a matchup mm-hmm. is a lot harder now than it used to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, if I can do it, like if I had Kyler, I would not be taking to her right here. I would just wait again, mm-hmm. you know, and I would get that Denver defense. No one... You know how I feel about that defense and, and, and the way and and their schedule to start, but
2: you're going to take two. I'm going to take two. Let right. me ask you a question, okay? Now I asked you earlier, you had five picks to play with, and you said you're going to two running backs, two tight ends, and a, um, a quarterback. Mm-hmm. At the moment, you've taken one running back, two tight ends, and a quarterback. So. According to your strategy, I'm assuming you're considering taking running back here in the 18th round or defense or kicker. One of them is going to have to be a specialty or some player, but two of them are going to have to be a kicker and defense. Mm-hmm. Now, would, now, let me, yeah. first of all, how do you feel about the rest of your roster? Do you feel like you have a hole in your specialty players in the rest of your roster? Nah, running backs, it. tight ends. I'm sorry, running backs or receivers? I love my roster. Okay. So with that being said, with us knowing the opportunity that's ahead now of Tyler Conklin, and that's knowing how much Dale loves Tyler Conklin. <laughs> and you also having a little bit of a I don't want to say your tight-end situation is dire, but it's been a little bit where you're not really yeah. extremely comfortable to
1: everybody else. It's dire. Yeah, you right. Mm-hmm. But but it
2: is something where you're like, yeah, yeah. you'll see how it goes. Yeah. Do you think you'll consider Tyreke Conklin in the 18th round? Yeah, you know round? I gotta stay on brand. There you go. There you go. Just, you just put it, it out my there. My like that. Put it <laughs> out there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to do my boy like that. If he fall, if he fall, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know, <laughs> no, just. I would do my boy. Yeah. Okay. I okay. Consider them there. No. No. That's cool. No. I, wasn't I, no. Night no. No. Once you say OJ, because y'all know I love OJ too. Yeah. So I'm not gonna argue with OJ. I'm just saying. You don't really need a running back right now. Let me go
1: ahead and just move him. Just just, just in case.
2: case I'm honestly surprised nobody's on him.
0: Right, right. So let's go through the 16th round. Let's recap the 16th. Uh, The 16th round started with Matt Ryan, Anthony Furkshire, Adam Trotman, Ty Johnson, San Francisco defense, Baltimore defense, Marlon Mack, uh, which has looked pretty good. I mean, despite the Achilles uh injury. Uh Harrison Bucker. I don't like Mac Jones, but you know but you guys know that You yeah, I know that's my guy. Oh uh, yeah, like I I don't like Mac Jones, but Mac Jones,
2: uh Marquez Valdez Scantling. I like Valdez Scantling, by the way, mm-hmm. just to put it out there. And I feel like people are totally ignoring that. He is mm-hmm. gonna be the wide receiver too for the for the Packers. Mm-hmm. Um you know, Devontae Adams obviously. Is gonna be the main guy there, but don't sleep on on Valdez Scanlon, having value. You know, if 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 Adams gets hurt, Valdez is gonna probably be the guy. Um and even if he doesn't, he's gonna be playing every passing down with Aaron Rodgers. Maybe because the next pick was Randall Cobb. Nah, man, Randall Cobb's dust, man.
3: You think Trust
0: Randall me. Cobb is dust? Trust me, okay. <laughs> Trust me. And then finishing it he with is OJ dust. Howard. <laughs> <laughs> now let's go back through these teams real right quick because we have some time before we draft again. Uh Dio. Tell me what Let's go back through the teams. Which teams do you not like? Going back through them. Let's, let's see, see which teams do you not like uh so far.
2: Um so you know I was I was getting on Baxter's case for a while. Mm-hmm. I like how Baxter's kind of come back and kind of ride the ship. Baxter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh I don't have a problem with any team. Um, everybody's kind of been safe. Mm-hmm. No, okay, okay. I do have an issue with what Team 4 did. Okay. No reason to take three quarterbacks, especially with one of the, your quarterbacks being high end. Right. Because, again, just think to yourself, are you ever going to bench Kyler Murray? Right. It, even if he has a bad matchup, and, you know, maybe if he has a, if he has a horrible matchup, but if he has a matchup that's not favorable, you'll still probably play him because... Kyler Murray is one of those players that just has that crazy ceiling. Mm-hmm. You know, Kyler Murray, I mean, Kyler Murray can be a top running back and a top quarterback in any given week. Um, and then you backdoor and take Burrow, which I have no problem with Burrow as a player, but you're not going to play. And then you take Mac Jones, who I really don't even see why. Yeah. Okay, I like Mac Jones. Fantasy wise, I don't think he's ideal. Yeah. Mac Jones is not going to run. You know, yeah. he, he's not a runner. So for Mac I'm Jones, gonna yeah, he, he, he's going to have to throw the ball. Uh, We know the Patriots like to run, Mm -hmm. um, so we can't even guarantee they're going to just be an aerial attack offense. Now, I know he can throw the rock. I like Mac Jones uh, talent-wise, but again, there's no need to take him there. And you could have... Let me see who else he took. He could have probably took another stab at a running back. He has has what? Four? He he only has four running backs. He probably should have took another stab at a running back instead of taking a third um, quarterback.
0: To be honest, I kind of feel that same way about team number nine. They started with Aaron Jones. I don't like Aaron Jones being in the first round. I think they probably could have waited on that. But then they take Trey Sermon, who's a little banged up. I I know he's going to be ready week one. But who's going to be their RB2? I'm not sure if I like Trey Sermon as my RB2. We talked about Leonard Fournette. And then it's J.D. McKissick. And then they draft Michael Thomas as a
2: receiver. So I'm not even sure how they're going to fill out It's almost like they have that what-if team. They have mm-hmm. the, like they're just hoping something happens. Like, what if such and such have? And I don't know the, those those going out on limbs and just kind of hoping the the dominoes fall for you. I don't like that strategy too much.
1: I can't even tell myself a story with that thing. Yeah, you yeah. know it's like and I know I'm good at. There's
2: stories. there's too much that has to go on for you to really hit. Now if you hit, you hit. I mean, then you know the gods were in your favor. But I, I don't like. Just risking my team like that. Um, AJ
0: Green is really crept up too in the twelfth round. I like AJ Green. We used to get AJ Green in like the eighteenth,
2: like towards the very back. He normally does not go in the twelfth. Yeah, the very back. AJ Green was going. Yeah, yeah. So
1: wow, I just—I've never seen Derek Carr go.
2: Oh wow! Yeah, I mean,
1: He's the second quarterback. I you know get the idea. You know, kind of looking. the thing but about this, these quarterbacks are gonna get
2: dropped. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. The these thing quarterbacks about, are
1: getting dropped. I hundred percent guarantee. The thing about these
2: quarterbacks, they're gonna be on the waiver wire <laughs> yeah. when you need them. Right, right. You don't First need team. them week one. Yeah. yeah, I'm not dropping. So why are you wasting these draft picks? I, I,
1: yeah, if you're if you're in leagues with me and I have two quarterbacks, none of them are getting
2: dropped. <laughs> 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 I'm just saying, like, when you're drafting, try to take high upside something can happen, it break for them type players. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't break for them, then you drop them and pick up the guys you need. Right. But on the back end, if you take these guys that you feel like you need now, those guys that when they ended up being a, a big thing,
3: mm-hmm.
2: you're either going to have to pay a lot of money in fab or somebody else is going to have them on their team. Yeah. You know, so come on, man. Come yeah. On, man. yeah. Uh, uh, AB,
0: which team do you not like in this uh, in this draft right now? Like, which build do you not like?
1: I mean, without a doubt, it's the Michael Thomas build. Uh, I mean, you kind of talk about. I don't mind so much Aaron Jones in the first because uh, he got Darren Waller second, so you, know, you can flip off those picks. Like right. I said, drafting right. in the background. Sometimes you just want to You just need to get guys. Totally that you agree. Don't have uh, you know ownership of, or uh, you know you need to hire ownership for. So I don't mind that. Amari Cooper went where he went. Tyler Lockett, you know, I'd like Tyler Lockett in the fifth round. Uh, but he's just kind of perennial in the fourth round. And so I've got my early Tyler Lockett shares. I'm done. Trey Sermon at the back end in the fifth. Again, you're playing for upside. You talked about kind of where my mind is kind of switched with that. I don't like the Michael Thomas where he's going. He may not even play this year. And even when he does play, he just may not do the same He ultimate. may not be the same person. I can't, find one, I can't find one medical expert to tell me that, okay, yeah, he'll, he can be you know, close to 100% uh, you know, when, when you really need him. Most, you know, anytime I get consensus, like on an injury, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to pay attention. Uh, Leonard Fournette again in the seventh. I just I, I do not want any part. That's a, that's the one Tampa Bay back field uh, running back that I will not draft. There's clarity there, and to me, Fournette is a clear backup. Uh, he'll be kind of mixed in here and there, but he's a clear backup. You know, he got some value with Mike uh, Williams and Pittman. Uh, McKissick is a guy that you know. You will see. It depends on how you feel about it. I don't know about thinking. that one. Yeah, I am not a fan of that. AJ Green taking very highly. Mark. Ingram, Ingram taking super like. high. Chula Hubbard, okay, good, you know, decent backup. And then, you know, the rest are just, you know, uh, you know, later round picks that you can you know, you can't argue against. So that that's definitely my least favorite team.
0: All right. So it looks like we're getting close. We're what, four picks away from your eighteenth uh pick who who are you looking at so at this point I'm in point? a good
1: position because I you know this is usually in the point of a draft and, I, and and a lot of and this this happens to me a lot because I just end up like liking players that other people just don't like and it's maybe because like I shouldn't like these players but uh I'm not going to you know waste too much time you know going after these guys
2: uh so in his queue yeah, go ahead. um is Conklin um, then Dan Arnold, Jared Patterson, still there. Nico Collins is still there as well. He's going to have to in these next three picks take his defense and his his uh, kicker. Um, so if he does take um, Conklin or any um, skill player here, the next two picks are going to have to be the kicker or defense. So that will be the end of the specialty players.
0: All right. So while you deliberate on that, I want to talk to you, Dio, about a few things that that kind of happened this week. Because I know that right now we've seen Mac Jones um already get drafted and he's finally getting drafted because Cam is out. What do you think about Mac Jones going what as high as I see how how high did Mac Jones go in the sixteenth round? 16. He wasn't being drafted before. Right. I know Cam is out now. What do you think about that sixteenth round draft pick?
2: And again, I already spoke on it. I don't I don't like the team that took him as his third quarterback, I wouldn't have taken him. I personally feel like he shouldn't be drafted, but if you're going to draft him because, you know, these rookies just like Justin Herbert last year, they can end up being special players that put up a lot of points. So if you're going to draft him, I would take him as my quarterback too, and I will take him late. Mm-hmm. Not, not that high. Um, but, but you know, one thing we like with our quarterbacks, we like our konami code type quarterbacks, and I don't see that at all with Matt Jones whatsoever. Careful, um, but he he's in a good system, in my opinion. Um You know, he's with Belichick, who is a good game uh, scheme as far as offense. He looked good in the preseason. Um, They say he's the most pro-ready rookie out of all the options. That's what they Uh, say. uh, Yeah, that's what they say. So, So I get it. But for the team that picked him, I don't see any any time where they would actually use him. Right. So I don't like where he was taken in this draft. Fair enough. So, Abby, you just picked
0: uh, 18th pick, Tyler Conklin. Um, you kinda of had him at the top of your queue. We've kinda of talked about him. I he mean. really needs to
1: shoot up boards. Uh, there should be no reason why he should be going undrafted. I think you may see people kinda of reach for Chris Herndon as much as I <laughs> kinda
0: of I, I did, I did, I did, yeah. I reached for it. I did. I mean earlier <laughs> if I've
1: drafted him on previous teams, I may kinda of hold on a week or so to see him, but definitely I think Tyler Conklin give you know, he's a guy that you wanna to go to. Let me get back to my draft and draft before I
2: so, I'm looking at the queue. Abby looks like he's about to take the Cleveland Browns defense. His brief His defense. And I've talked to Abby about this before because Abby does like Cleveland. But my only reservation is week one. They are yeah. playing against the Kansas City Chiefs. That's the biggest and thing. And yeah. there's no narrative you can talk yourself into as That's far like, as can, the they, Chiefs, like, not doing I can, well.
1: I can absolutely. It's not about not doing well. I understand that they upgraded their offensive line. hmm but their offensive line still takes time to, you know, kind of develop continuity and Joe. And still there are still young players on that offensive line. Yeah. So, you know, all I need are a few sacks. That's a I mean, that that's a nasty Cleveland defense. It is, it is. They added clownish. And they got the entire offseason to plan, and they saw them in the play so playoffs. So you're not
2: concerned with week one?
1: No, I mean if I get three two to three points, okay. You're I mean, okay with yeah, that? Because I could draft, I could wait and get Caroline, I could wait mm-hmm. and get some of these other You teams, know what and you they could do. Could do two
2: or three points, you right? know what you can do? What? If uh, that Cowboys Bucks game happens and O.J. Howard is trash or gets hurt, mm-hmm. you can drop O.J. Howard and pick up another and defense. pick up your defense. Yeah, yeah. So that that strategy.
0: So so actually, a couple days ago, when I told you guys that I drafted my last team. I lied about that by the way. I've already right, like three that three teams. I'm gonna draft uh, I need to this get weekend. back in the pool, man. I need to get back <laughs> in these drafts, but go ahead. But I drafted the Cleveland Browns as well and I started thinking about week one. What am I gonna do week one? That's a great strategy. Hey, but you have some players that if they don't like pan out week one, you already know certain players that you're gonna drop mm-hmm. week one if your defense doesn't go well. Let's also talk about defenses and kickers. If you if you didn't go with the Cleveland Browns here, what what's the next defense that you would have drafted if they were not on the board? You mean defenses that have already gone or defenses that are still available? That are still available. And just for the record, Washington is gone. The Rams are gone. Tampa Bay, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, San Francisco, New England, which I don't get New England being gone off the board in the 17th, and I'll explain why. Denver, who I – I think we all love yeah. um, Buffalo, Indianapolis, and then you chose the yeah. Cleveland Browns. So
1: I would have given serious looks at the Chargers defense. I think that defense is going to be very, very good. This Derwin season. James! Yeah. Hmm. And, and Washington, obviously, they're playing Fitch. You know, at any point, he can just going to be turnover prone, so you never know. So just look out for that defense. And we talk about it every year about the Chargers defense being good, and they have a bunch of injuries, and they're no longer good. So. Just understand, you know, they could. this could be the year. And this is another reason why I'm not necessarily that high on some of the offensive weapons there. Yeah. Uh, Carolina, we've already talked about. They play the Jets uh, that first week. Uh, but, you know, you got Sam on the other side of that game. Minnesota's another good uh, team. Who did mm-hmm. yeah, they not play only, week they, one? Cincinnati, the Bengals. Mm. Not only, you know, they, a, a good matchup against a, a poor O-line, but I think this defense is going to be uh, a lot better than they were last year. Uh, guys getting uh, a bit healthier uh, there. Uh, Seattle's defense, uh, especially if Carson Mm -hmm. Wentz is not available, or even if Carson Wentz is available, Uh, they They don't have a left tackle.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. they don't have a left tackle.
1: Uh, We're still not sure uh, just yet about some of the other O line injuries that they have. So you know, we'll see. That that may be a a team that may have a backup quarterback and a bunch of backup O linemen and Ty. You know, even Ty is hurt on on that squad.
2: I never thought about that. That's a good one, right there.
3: Uh, Yeah,
1: Giants defense is a good one as well. Uh, Again. Mm. Giant defense is a good one. I mean, Denver has a, a good O-line, but you never know. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater is Teddy Bridgewater. So,
0: But, Dio, let's talk about New England for a second. Gilmore is going to be out. Um, obviously, uh, Chung uh, decided to retire, so they mm-hmm. lose a cornerback and a safety. Do we expect – I know Bill Belichick is a defensive guru. Do we expect that New England defense to be as prolific as they were, what, in 2019?
2: Will they – put up all those points. I don't know, but like you just said, they they did show that they were capable of it a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And don't forget last year they did have a lot of players opt out mm-hmm. due to COVID. Mm-hmm. So, I didn't expect them to to do as well as they did going into the season 2019. So, it wouldn't be it wouldn't surprise me if they showed out this season. Okay. Now, you are right. They lost some key pieces as far as their Uh, Gilmore is going to be on the PUP Mm -hmm. Um, but I think they did replace him with another cornerback um, who's solid Mm -hmm. and they actually added uh, Matthew Judon this year Mm -hmm. who's one of the top end rushers Mm -hmm. Um, and you know sacks are points for for fantasy Um, the thing Mm -hmm. with the Patriots in 2019 they scored so many points on like these like these turnover touchdowns. Right. right. Like, it was crazy. Yeah. Like I feel like I kept seeing them, yeah. you know, my highest owned player. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Like I kept seeing them going to the end zone and take the picture yeah. in the end zone, you know, yeah. like all season long.
3: Yeah.
2: That variance is hard to predict. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know if that's there, but I, I just wouldn't count them out. The only concern I will say I have for the Patriots defense is the Bills are are juggernaut on offense. Yeah. So, they're not going to be easy matchup like they were a couple years ago. The Dolphins are ascending. Mm-hmm. You know they've added a lot of pieces and they they quote unquote believe in Tua. And um, I mean we don't know what the Jets are rookie quarterback, but Zach Wilson hasn't looked bad. You know, mm-hmm. and you never know he might end up being a thing this year as far as you know not being um, just horrible. So th- those would be my only reservations, but um, I definitely. Don't know which side of the fence I am with with the Patriots. I don't hate them. I don't love them. Mm -hmm. You know, it is what it is. Um, Go ahead. So,
0: New Orleans defense, was the defense taken after yours? New Orleans won't play a home game at least for the first eight weeks. Is that something to consider when drafting that New Orleans defense? Because I actually like their defense. Is that something to consider knowing knowing that they won't play a home game? And let's, let's face it. The Superdome is a home field advantage, and it's one of the very few home field advantages in the league. Is that something to consider when drafting their defense?
2: I don't really like the Saints' defense. Really? Yeah, I think they lost a few pieces, yeah, they in injuries. They got
1: some, uh, I think they kept their D line, but they're like linebackers. They're, yeah. they're, they're weak in the secondary. They're very players. weak in it.
2: Like, they've been yeah. looking for DB help, cornerback yeah. help, all offseason long. Um, so I'm a little concerned with that, you know?
1: Yeah, it may actually, honestly, it may help them. Not having to play in the dome on turf, and maybe it hurts the offense. I, who knows? I don't. I don't know how that's going to. I haven't wrapped my mind around yeah. the fact that
2: they're not going to be in the Superdome, so we'll see what happens there. Um, but again, I don't, I'm not really a big um, proponent of the Saints' defense. Yeah. Uh, but
1: um, one last defense that uh, y'all should consider, just in case you kind of are, you know, looking for someone. Uh, the Houston Texans. Yes, sir. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> they're playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, yeah. Week one. <laughs> Y'all yeah, we're gonna be bad. I think. <laughs> I, think I think we uh, have more wins than the Jaguars.
2: You think so? By the way, real quick, and I, I want to. I want you to speak on the kicker option you have coming up soon because you're about to pay, take your last pick. But I just want to apologize. I don't. I really don't want to apologize, but for some reason I. Feel you like never injured. want to apologize. I feel like these injuries be my fault, or like guys I like all of a sudden get injured. <laughs> I, I've been talking up Anthony McFarlane. Yeah, I love Anthony McFarlane. Yeah. He went on IR today. I don't even know. They haven't even said what his injury was. Nobody saw, saw that coming. Nobody saw it coming. Yeah. I feel like people that drafted him because of me. My bad. My bad. Just hold on to him. Yeah, hold on to him. He'll be back.
1: Or, or he's gonna be. He's gonna be on a bunch of. Yeah, he's gonna be on the bench. Yeah,
2: he'll he'll be back. But did
1: he just take his second kicker.
2: Yes,
0: he did.
1: Next.
0: Okay, I wouldn't have taken him. Anymore. Quadre, listen. I going in the twentieth like round. D- that's significant value considering that I think
2: he's probably going to be the backup to Mike Davis, right? Yeah, it's not Davis. probably he is the backup to Mike Davis. Yeah. So I don't I don't have, I don't hate it at all. I like it. All right, last pick who are you, who are you taking? So what is your what is your philosophy on kickers right now? Like, are, is there mm. are do you target kickers or are you just I just wait?
1: Sometimes I'm strategic and from a standpoint of okay, I'm not sure who I want to take at the end. Let me just grab the best kicker now because I have, like, five guys in my queue that I know when I'm going to make it back, and it doesn't matter which one I get. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I could have done that before. I was actually considering that before. If Tyler Bass was available, I probably would have taken Tyler Bass before I would have taken Cleveland defense. Because, mm-hmm. like, now, you know, there's not really a, a, a kicker that what I What about look.
2: that Patriots def- uh, kicker, that Nordic guy? No. Nah, you I'm don't probably, like him? I'm probably going go to go Or camp. what about the, the, the Panthers de- uh, kicker, uh, the guy that they, they dropped Joey Sly for? I don't even know. There's so many changes in kickers. The thing is, I like to think about kickers in a way. Like, I like to choose my
0: kicker based on the offense that I think won't be the best in the red zone, right? Like, so I think about, like, quarterbacks and those quarterbacks who are not very accurate. Because I think when they get in the red zone, they're going to have to run the ball. And if they're not very accurate, they can't throw fade passes. I'm probably overthinking the no, kicker no, no, no. That's exactly thing, how but that's I, how I think about that's exactly my That's exactly
1: how I approached it last year. We loaded up on Joey's slot mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we felt, I felt like Bridgewater was somebody that was going to be able to move the chains, but they were not get into had, the end zone. Yeah. They had no red zone options whatsoever mm-hmm. last year. I did not see Robbie Anderson. I don't see D.J. Moore as a red zone option. People are like, mm-hmm. "Oh, D.J. Moore, you know, if he finally has that TD regression, there's a reason he doesn't score TDs. Yeah, there's a reason certain players don't score TDs. Could it happen? Yeah, but there's a reason why it does. It normally doesn't happen. I don't even think it happened in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so I saw that as an opportunity. Like you know, that offense is one that moves in between the twenties, mm-hmm. but has a hard time finishing. And it could be the same time, same thing this year. Only they have Christian McCaffrey that's in the fold now. But Man. that may be a team where I may. Mm-hmm. Where, I may, mm-hmm. uh, up, where I may end up, where uh, I may end up, you know, looking at the Carolina kicker. So I think kickers are important. I think, yeah, I, you know, you could just go for the highest, you know, highest uh, scoring offense, like the mm-hmm. Chiefs. But you never want to reach for kickers. You never want to reach for kickers. There's yeah. no point whatsoever. Kicker is a kicker is a you kicker. Should, like, is a kicker. Look, go back and look at the kickers that scored the highest last year. I still see like the Atlanta kicker. Uh, young who, who, uh I'm not sure if I it. No, he was right
2: taken. Young Young Koo. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm saying
1: I still see him going so high, and I'm like, why? Just oh, like not the same offense whatsoever. Right.
2: Right. Like, like well, I like. Why would you take him that high? I, again, don't sleep on that Patriots kicker, man. I, I, <laughs> his name is Nordic or something yeah. like that, but I feel it, like it it he feel like he he might be a guy. All right, that's not that's not uh, kickers. <laughs> 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 All right, so we're getting towards
0: the end of draft season. The actual season is going to start next Thursday. Listen, you're going for a three-peat. This is your 93 Bulls moment right now. This is your chance to three-peat. Mm-hmm. When you think about the last two seasons which you when you won it, do you feel something right now that makes you think, you know what, I got a real chance right now?
1: I always feel like I got a real chance. Every team I draft, I'm like, this could be the one. And then I go back and do an audit, and I'm like, okay, this team needs work. And then mm-hmm. I work on that team. So it's like a constant, it's a constant battle. I just drafted this team. Of course I love this team. I mean, there's, mm-hmm. you know, outside of that Goddard pick, mm-hmm. I love this team. And don't get me wrong. There's some drafts that I get, I, I get in. I'm just like, I, I either had a bad draft or it just didn't fall to me. But the majority of drafts, you know, you draft your team, you're going to like that team. But things change. This is an ever-changing landscape. Okay? Yeah. This is a dynamic, you know, uh, uh, you know uh, uh, time frame where you can't just be, like, static with the way that you were thinking about certain players and their ADP. So I always go back and look at the team. What does this team need to win it all? Where are we weak? Even if I'm, like, 5-0 and o, mm-hmm. and I see that, okay, I, I, I literally, like, have two good running backs and that's it, mm-hmm. I make that team stronger in those positions. So uh, constant battle, uh, always feel like I'm in it. That's that's the only – if I didn't feel like I couldn't, could win
0: it, I wouldn't play. All right, Dalio, you've won leagues – We've seen the medals. We've seen, like, the success that you've had. Haven't quite gotten to winning the big one. Because Abby's in the freaking way. Because he's in the way. Golly, can I I get some of that?
2: (laughs) (laughs) But it's all right, man. Man.
0: (laughs) Are there any teams that you see that, hey, like, I really like this build. I think I can win the big one with these teams. I know it's early, and right now everybody thinks that every team can win.
2: Right? Is this your year? I mean, I hope so. Shoot, I mean, <laughs> that's what I'm playing for. I mean, but I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's I'm I'm throwing my hat in the ring. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying. I I like my teams. Um, I haven't done a, a, a deep audit like Abby said he did yet. I'm kind of waiting until we're closer to the season. I kind of want to get all the information, make my waiver claims. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it's all about roster bill. I feel like if you build a good roster as mm-hmm. far as ro- roster construction you have a chance Any, you give
0: yourself a chance yeah
2: anything can happen you know okay. um you don't want to take yourself out of the out of the um the the game too early you know and that's what happens when you have a bad roster built so um i like the way i've built my rosters i like the players i've been on i've been fortunate enough to kind of avoid the landmines as far as injuries mm. uh, and that's a major thing i mean injuries are still going to happen but as of now my team's look still pretty okay, okay. um and you know as far as how – even if I looked at my teams now, I mean, football, anything can happen, man. It's almost like DFS. You know, you can have a, a DFS team where you take all these high-end players that you're so confident in. You can have Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs, Tyreek Hill, um, and they can all have dud games. And then you can backdoor and have another team that had, you know, your Corey Davises, your Sterling Shepherds, your your Tyreek Williams, and they all just, like, have games of their lives, and they end up winning, you know, so – you know, there is, to some extent, some luck into this. Um, it's not a, a, a luck-centric game because it is skill-based, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you have to have things fall in your, in your favorite, to some extent. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, I just hope I'm there at the end, you know, and I'm, I'm going to give my effort to it. Um, so, you know, we'll see what happens.
0: All right, before we get out, I do want to give some shout-outs because, uh, you know, this is considered our Season 1 finale but there have been some this people. I think this is our finale. Hey, listen. No, no, y- wait, no, wait, 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 y- wait, 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 wait.
2: Y- B- before, before we do that, and just to give people a little bit of a peek mm-hmm. behind the curtain so they can kind of understand what's going on. Mm-hmm we don't know what we're going to do going forward. Like, right. we, we don't know if this is going to be our last show, if we're going to do another show next week, if we're going to do another show, like, on a quarterly basis, if we're going to wait till the end of the season. Like, we don't really know. We're just kind of running about ear. Maybe
1: one season. We may we may, we may get canceled. Yeah. <laughs> we, we may retire. We may no You know what? It, it, we're done, you know?
2: Um, so, we're, we're still trying to figure that out. Um, but, you know, we've had fun with this. You know, um, we've appreciated the support. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. And, Honestly, if y'all have any ideas or suggestions or, you know, hit us up, you know, get in our Twitter mentions, send us some DMs, um, you know, comment on YouTube, you know, let us know, you know, what y'all think. We we read all of that stuff. We pay attention. You know, we've obviously responded to a lot of y'all. Um, and you know, we're just having fun with this. So, um, we'll see what happens. But right now, this is like our like you just said, series, or season finale, if you will, season one?
1: Season finale
0: at the
2: very least. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah so I do want to give some special shout-outs. Um, I know that there are some people who have really been communicating back and forth, uh, whether it's on our YouTube channel or through Twitter. Um, to be honest, they've kind of kept me going as the person who stays up late at night <laughs> and like who's editing these things and putting it together, knowing that, hey, like there really is someone... Who's out there watching? who cares yeah. and very much appreciated that. Who uh, you know, like just interacts with us. We really appreciate those. Did you guys want to kind of yeah. go through those? Yeah.
1: So first off, first off, uh, we need to thank you. Yeah, Chris. No, 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 for sure. show. I mean, our Salute. producer, our editor, really, our you know, the guy who just sort of kind of put all of this together. Yeah, yeah. None of this, yeah. literally, none of this whatsoever would be possible. Y'all yeah. saw the one episode we did without him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it didn't go all too well. Yeah. So we call that the I mean, potato the
2: potato camera episode or something like who that. Don't
1: know, uh, he just had a new baby on the way. Okay.
2: Not on the way, it's here.
1: Oh it's here, sorry. My niece. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So that's two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's two. Uh, and he's a lawyer, okay? Practicing lawyer. Yeah. All right? mm-hmm. So he's doing a lot of this somehow, some way. Right. So uh, major thanks, major props, major credit. Uh, to Chris yeah. uh, And then definitely You know To the uh, fancy community To uh, Y'all have embraced us man that's, yeah, that's, It's been love been, man it's, it's We really appreciate huge. that really, you know, really I don't even want to call them fans Because I feel like I feel like You know We're just all On the same level But there are certain people Who just reached out Like you said In our DMs Or who mm-hmm. commented and Sports almost, betting man. Sports betting That's man. That's my boy. Mm. You know. That's, uh, Dr. Inge, That's my boy. Doctor Binky. Doctor like, Binky. Yeah. I mean, there, you know, there's, there's a number of yeah. who just you know who, who comment, who give you know constructive criticism. Cowbells yeah. for bell
2: cows or something like that. And That's my like boy too. Yeah,
1: and it's like they're having a conversation with us.
2: Mm-hmm. So we
1: want to thank you guys for just being active participants. And then, like you said, the fancy community. I really feel like I always talk about it. Like I think you know, Jason Van yeah. Buren, you've been you've been <laughs> a dude too, man. Appreciate you know? the love. I always talk about the fancy community just kind of being this Dominique. community that's just uh, amazing. Yes, buddy, you can have that. All right. Sorry, <laughs> all right. I talk. I talk about the fancy community just being, you know, this amazing community. And, and yeah, there's always, you know, things that happen like within yeah. any family. But yeah. I just felt like we they've been so welcoming. Yeah. You know, it's not one of those things where we're all kind of fighting against each other. It's like we're all kind of working together. Yeah. Uh, so uh, one of the, you know, just a few names, and we're not gonna get to everybody, but. C-O-G fantasy.
2: Theo Fantasy. Theo, we were calling him the OG. Yeah. It's Theo. When <laughs> Theo. I found it out, like, pff, yeah, like, ah, uh, Shelly. Shelly, my bo- know, my Dave. guy, I mean, my guy.
1: Yeah, all our guys and all our
2: friends. Muzio, one of the hardest working Muzio, dudes so in the industry. The Go man. District, and Go District
1: points. I mean, we really want to just thank all of you guys. Fantasy for, Data. Yeah.
2: Draft Sharks.
1: Allowing us to be a part of the community you know yeah. uh, allowing us to collaborate uh, we hope you know this is just the beginning uh, and I mean to everyone you know yes please like please subscribe but more importantly thank you
0: yeah. we greatly appreciate it yeah real talk thank you guys we're out